This episode of the A-Team is brought to you by FaceToFaceGames.com, where you can always find 99-cent shipping across Canada for Magic the Gathering card singles. It's my turn, too, and I play a, uh, I play a reassembly skeleton. <laughs> and he's like, dude, if this was Workstation, I would disconnect right now. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to the A-Team Podcast, brought to you by ManorDeprived.com and 60Cards.com. Check us out. In 2010, a crack magic-playing unit was sent to prison by the DCI court for mise they didn't commit. These men promptly escaped from a federal pound-me-in-the-ass prison to the Canadian underground. Today, still wanted by Wizards of the Coast, they survive as podcasters of fortune. If you have a problem, if no one else can help, and if you can find them, maybe you can listen to The A-Team. YT. I don't know about you guys, or I'm just mind-tricking myself constantly. <laughs> <laughs> Jay Bush. They're of a different culture, KYT. They prefer their magic untainted by the internet. Scotty. Then you just pull the fucking Mind Slaver and you just dump them with their own dude. That's entertainment. And now, the A-Team. Hey everyone, welcome to episode 59 of the A-Team Podcast. This is KYT, and tonight we got... <laughs> that was the remix. <laughs> he, used all his energy. he used all his energy on episode. He's like, hey, everyone, welcome to episode... Episode... <laughs> okay. <laughs> so tonight we, we have... Jay, I have a migraine boosh who apparently doesn't have a headache anymore. I still do. I have you turned down way low, buddy. <laughs> of course, we got Scott, who I call the real host, because obviously I can't do anything on here. I was like, <laughs> okay, that was, that was unnecessary. <laughs> and as always... As always. Our honorary member of the A-Team. Mr. John Neil. Hi, Neil. Hi, Neil. Oh, and hi, the rest of you guys out there listening. Hello, Low Cut Club. The Low Cut Club. <laughs> we'll talk about those chicks later. It's a little early for shoutouts. Yeah, it's a little early. Okay, so... Uh, what's on Doc tonight? Tonight we're going to talk. start off with uh, what we've been playing over the last week. We're also going to talk about Worlds that's happening, not this upcoming weekend, but the next weekend, and uh, we're going to do a little draft of our own. And then we're going to ask John some, some questions, talk about SCG Vegas, and uh, that's, that's what's on the Doc so far. So, topic number one, John, I know after winning... Getting top four in SCG, you've been really amped and pumped about playing Magic, not trading. <laughs> you've been playing over the last week. Oh, man. I've been playing everything, dude. Like, <laughs> <laughs> any deck that I see, I've been playing it. Um, yeah, I've been pumped uh, ever since the top four. Of, it's funny because, like, part of it is the top four. Like, making the top four makes me just want to play more and become better. Um, 
And part of it is actually I don't have a trade binder right now. So, like, what happened what? is... Yeah, yeah, check this out. It's crazy. Um, it's so, crazy. It's crazy, man. Let me talk about this. <laughs> so, uh, so what happened was... Um, what had started, happened was... What had happened... All right. So, what happened was... <laughs> can I talk now, Jay? No. Mr. My, my show. <laughs> <laughs> so... We're starting this company, Legit MTG, uh, as some of you guys know. And uh, one of the steps to starting Legit MTG is that uh, I'm not going to trade my own cards. Like, my extra cards or my trade stock is not going to be my stock anymore. It's going to be Legit MTG stock, you know? And uh, same thing with, with JR. JR's uh, my partner in crime. And all his trade stuff is going to be Legit MTG stock. So... Anytime I'm trading, I want to be trading for legit MTG. I don't want to be trading for me because it's like a conflict of interest, so to speak, you know? So what ended up happening was I sold all my trade stock to legit MTG, and so did JR. So we have somebody inventorying all of the legit MTG stock. But in the, in, in the meantime, I have no trade binder to actually trade with because all my stock is, is with legit and all of that stuff's being inventoried, right? Ooh, okay. Okay, so I was like, oh, no big deal. I just won't trade for a couple weeks, right? <laughs> so this proved much more difficult than I actually thought it would be. Number one, it's actually really hard for me to get through a tournament without trading. <laughs> like, even when I'm playing, like, I've been focusing on playing because I have no trade binder and also because um, I've been have, I have this renewed, like, like uh, passion to play. And... um but even after the match, I'm just kind of sitting there and I'm like, man, looking at people opening binders, trading, and I'm just like looking over there like, oh, man, I want to make an offer on one of these cards, but I have no cards to trade with. So like out of desperation, at, at the, in the middle of one of these tournaments, I had a, um, a sealed pool from a PTQ that I played recently. And I was like, oh, man, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take the sealed pool and I'll put it in a binder and I'm just going to start trading it. So that's what I did, and I ended up making another trade binder. But it's like a really crappy trade binder because it's out of a sealed pool. Like and pack to power? Yeah, it's kind of like a pack to power binder, and people are coming up to me because they're so used to me having all kinds of stuff. They're like, oh, dude, let me see your trades. And I'm like, okay, <laughs> here you go. <laughs> they're just like, dude, bro. <laughs> they're like, there's comments in here. <laughs> I'm just like, yeah, dude, I, I don't really trade anymore. <laughs> wow. So anyways, long story to just talk about what I'm playing. So um, probably what I've been playing the most, because I've been playing everything. I've been playing the blue-black deck. I used I was playing Solar Flare, not playing that. I played Wolf Run Green. Um, but what I've been playing the most is the, the blue-white humans deck. Humans. They're huge. <laughs> They're, and uh, that deck is really good. That deck is really good, but you have to, uh, you have to mulligan a lot with it. Because, like, if you, if you want to beat, like, a Solar Flare deck or a deck with uh, Day of Judgment or something, you have to come out the gate with a one-drop. And you have to have, like, uh, like a, a follow-up play to the Day of Judgment or whatever, you know? Like, either, like a, like, a Hero Blade Hold or, like, a Mirroring Crusader. Or you have to have that land that makes uh, the 1-1 tokens and an uh, Honor of the Pure, right? Mm -hmm. So, so like when I look at a hand, I'm like, okay, 
does this hand have a one drop? And if it doesn't have one drop, I usually throw it back. Wow. Because, yeah, because it's just like this deck, it's, it's so dependent on like putting in that early damage that if you don't have it, you just look like an idiot. You're like, okay, uh, you know, see Chrome Coast, go. <laughs> and then they're like black source of mana, right? And then you're like, okay, second, second, like whatever planes, two drop. And then, then they drop their second land and they're already ready with a Doomblade, right? Yeah. And then they're just like, Doomblade your dude, Forbidden Alchemy, and then like Day of Judgment all over your face. So it has to be. So, how many one drops are there in the deck then, John? I'm running 12 one drops. Okay. There's four of the guy who taps, Gideon's Lawkeeper or whatever. Um, there's four of the Champion of the Parish and four of the Doom Traveler. Doom Traveler is so sick, dude. Like, I don't like aggro decks. Like, I'm not really. I don't, I don't really like to play aggro decks. I, I, I more like, um, I guess, whatever. What do you call that? Like, paint yourself or whatever? I more paint yeah. myself, like, as a control player or a combo player. But, like, um, I'm trying to, to become better. I'm trying to play everything, you know, so that I get, like, I learn my aggro timing and all this stuff. And, uh, man, I can really appreciate a card like Doom Traveler from a control player's perspective. Because, like... <laughs> That's something a control player does not want to see. Like, when they're holding a, a Day of Judgment and you have, like, an Honor of the Pure and three Doom Travelers on the board. Yeah. <laughs> it's just like, yeah, wrath me. <laughs> I'm going to six you in the air afterward. <laughs> so, uh, so, yeah, if I don't have a one drop, I throw it back. And if I don't have a one drop uh, and either, like, an Honor or a um, Hero Blade Hold or a Mirror and Crusader. So I need to have, like, one drop, Honor, Hero, Bladehold, or Mirror and Crusader for the follow-up. Because what I expect to happen is that I'll get in the early damage, and then they'll Wrath, and then I'll just punish them with the follow-up. You know what I'm saying? To always keep them on the heel. It still sounds like it's a really, like, tall order. I mean, it's it's almost like you're playing a, a crazy combo deck at that point, right? It feels a little bit like a combo deck... Um, you can you can definitely not be as aggressive with the mulligans, um, but you can't you won't really win that way. You know what I mean? Like you might free ball it and I might just be like, oh look, I drew my hero blade hold. Oh he wrath. Okay, I'm there. You know, but like you have to have a plan, and you have to in that plan you have to expect your board to be swept. And yeah. so like when you're playing, you have to look at your hand and say, can can I apply pressure after a board sweep? Because if you can't, you're just going to lose. That's an interesting, like, theory, because I'm, like, I'm playing blue-black control, and, like, so I only have uh, black sun zenith for my wraths. But it's very true. Like, everyone's always like, well, what are you going to do against aggro, like, red deck wins and vampires and mono-white? And I'm like, I don't know, fucking crush them? And maybe it's because they're not keeping, like, they're not being as aggressive on the, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, it's definitely. I see that a lot. Like I was just, uh, I was just playtesting with a couple guys, and I let one of them use the blue white humans deck while I was playing a, while I was playing blue black, and like he was doing that. He was just like, oh, I got an okay hand, and then he would like play a couple dudes out, and then he left mana open for like a mana leak, right? And I'm like, did you have a dude? And he's like, uh, yeah, I did but I wanted to keep the mana league. And I'm like, 
dude, you're not playing a control deck. You're playing an aggro deck. I'm like, you have to put the dudes on the board, put the pressure down until they get to four mana, and then hold the mana leak open, you know? That's another thing you can do to stop a wrath is just have a mana leak. So I guess there's like a, I guess there's a couple, like a handful of things that, that are good plans against wrath. Like um, the biggest, the big ones that I like is the hero or the um, Mirren Crusader. But like if you have a Moreland Hunt, if you have a mana leak on there by the time they have like their, their turn four, or if your board is just a bunch of Doom Travelers and you have um, Honor of Pure. Then those are other like paths to like beat a wrath, you know. Mm. So like you just got to keep hands that are that are like that that are going to be able to that are going to be able to a apply early pressure and b beat a wrath. Mm. So John, my question is, um, sorry, did I cut you off? No, no, go ahead. I, I was wondering. So uh, you've been playing everything, and lately specifically this. Is there a reason why does this have good matchups or bad matchups that? Uh, that you wanted to have? Yeah, yeah. Well, the reason why I was playing this is um, because when I started playing this, the Wolf Run Green deck was really on the rise. Okay. And I wanted to play something with Mirror and Crusader, so I was playing like a, like a Blade deck. And the Blade deck was kind of like not committed to anything. You know what I mean? It was kind of like half a control deck and half an aggro deck. And mm-hmm. I don't like decks like that. Like, I would rather be like a deck that does something really well than mm-hmm. a deck that kind of half does something and half does something else. So I'm like, well, if I'm going to run a like something that does really well, I want to be running decks that are going to punish the Wolf Run Green deck. Okay. Um, and so the Mirren Crusader and the Hero Bladehold do an awesome job of that. And so that's why I started running this deck. And I was playing like a, a red, not a red, a green-black brew deck that I built. But Mirren Crusader started seeing more play because of Wolf Run Green. So I'm just like, well, I might as well just go over to the Mirror and Crusader camp because I'm not gonna I'm not gonna be able to consistently beat a Mirror and Crusader with a green black deck. <laughs> you know, with without diluting right. it, you know? So so then tokens like came up on the rise after this deck started seeing a lot of play. So like tokens can be a rough matchup for this deck. Uh some of the versions have been running the the white red sword main deck to uh to basically swing through the token hordes. Mm-hmm. Which, it, it's an okay plan, uh, but it's still like not. It's not the best plan. So I'm starting to feel like this deck is not the best deck to uh, to be using. You know what I mean? And then the blue black decks are starting to uh, just try to like uh, adapt to it by running the the black sun zenith main, and then they're running. They're yeah, I have, I have three main. <laughs> yeah, you have, you have Black Suns, you have uh, Doom Blades, and then Liliana is pretty good when it's backed up by, like, Black Sun. Yeah, I don't even have Liliana in my deck. She's yeah. not, she does, she's not, she's not lame enough to fit into Do Nothing, but I can see <laughs> yeah. how it could be good. Yeah, it could be as a follow-up, and, and it's not I just bad. find that it's just an edict, right? And, like, in Solar Flare, you definitely want Liliana. Um, because you, you can, like, all of her abilities are relevant, but in blue-black control, I don't find that her discard ability is relevant. Like, you're never really wanting to discard anything to the graveyard, like, even maybe a Forbidden Alchemy or a Think Twice, but you still want to get maximum value off those, right? Like, yeah, but so you're, she, you're, just, she just doesn't do anything. She doesn't do well, she's not, she's not bad. She's not bad if you discard a Think Twice, because you're, like, even on parity with your opponent, when you do when you discard, but then when you flashback to think twice, you break the parity. 
No, no, yeah, like, it's not that she's bad with it, it's just that, like, I don't want to take out a card for her to be the slot, when I find, like, she's just an e- most of the time she's just an edict, I'd rather just play Doomblade, and then have the Think Twices there anyway, and I can yeah. discard them to Forbidden Alchemy or something, right? Yeah, it's it's fair, I mean, I don't <laughs> think it's, um, yeah, I don't think Liliana is like, a superstar or anything, I'm just saying that Liliana is one of the ways that the uh, blue-black decks are beating the, uh... yeah. The Mirror and Crusader, as well as uh, the mm. the Black Sun's main deck. Yeah, but what I've been finding is since I've still been playing, you know, Shaheen's Tesseract list is uh, is I find Liliana's out of the board are great right now, um, because I think you're right. There's too many decks where you know it's really tough to break uh, that parity, you know, or try to try to earn that parity, especially since you know I'm not actually playing Think Twice. Um, but you're right, like in the decks where she's a potentially reusable um, against non-blue decks, right? Like, non-blue and mm-hmm. non-red decks. She's a fucking house, right? Because you you playing a blue deck, you have the capacity to earn back, you know, in some way, shape, or form that card parity. And you do have pretty much infinite removal or counterspells to be able to, you know, protect her, you know, to, to, to build up to a second edict, maybe even multiple edicts or ultimate. Um, but you also then, you know, they're not a blue deck. So they're not going to refill their hand you know, like any other blue deck would. So I, I've been having a lot of success with them in the board, and they've been treating me very well. Yeah, very pleased with They're them. definitely a grindy card. You Also, don't forget that you have a Planeswalker after that. <laughs> you know what I mean? I mean, yeah, you break card parity, and then you discard, but then you have a Planeswalker who's getting leveled up. So that's it's decent. And I have news for you, right? Like, if you, if, if you, you cast her, and then you, like, kill a dude, and then they attack her... <laughs> But you've you've paid three mana to kill a dude and you know save three damage. Like it seems pretty good, right? Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah, I, I, I'm not. I think I think the card is strong. I don't think it's a superstar by any stretch, but it definitely is good at grinding the game down. Mm-hmm. Uh, I used to love her in Solar Flare. So, what do you yeah. guys think of like? Um, what do you guys think of like uh, Spellskite <laughs> in the main? So I think Spellskite is actually a better main deck card than sideboard right now. I think so too. Yeah. I thought I was um, crazy for thinking that. No, no. Even <laughs> Nina and I were having this discussion on Twitter the other day. Um, yeah, right now in in the decks where you're looking to basically protect the queen, or you know, in and whether that queen be a planeswalker or uh, you know some other permanent on the board, some other creature. Yeah, Spellskite main deck is awesome because then it forces your opponent to you know, puts them in a really awkward position game two and three, where they now have to consider, shit, now I have to overload and I've got to play around this card as well. And it really, you know, heavily stresses their resources, which is exactly what you want to be doing, especially in blue-black do-nothing. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. Like, in blue-black do-nothing, I need I need A, I need protection, so it's effectively just going to be my 0-4 wall, like in Valica, right? Mm-hmm. And then B, I need, um, like, it's just awesome to just, like, to go turn two Spellskite game one and have them just be like, oh, fuck. And then I can just protect it by doing nothing and being an asshole for 20 minutes and then play a Consecrated Sphinx and still have protection. Like You got it. You know what I mean? Like, that just seems bonkers. Bonkers! <laughs> I, think it's, uh, I think it's really good against red. Uh, I don't know what matchups you'd want it. Like, 
you'd really want it for. Like, I'm not sure. Like, well, see, John, main deck, it's still an artifact creature, right? So, well, when it you're, provides when you're playing Tesseract, you, there's no doubt. Like, I'm not gonna. Well, no, 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 no. But even even in like a blue black list, right? Like, I mean, I've I've seen some people looking for like blue black swords or something like that. You know, like almost like blue black cobblade. And I mean, it's it's right at home in that list too. I mean, it, it's still an artifact guy, so it still blocks Mirror Crusader, right? For that like mission critical block. Mm-hmm. So, it, even in that capacity, game one, it's good to have that that potential, you know? Yeah, I mean, I, against like I said, with, with the Tezzeret deck, there's no doubt. Like I like Spellskite and Tezzeret. Um, with a uh, with a blue black deck, like the one that uh, that just won the Starcity Las Vegas, did it? The blue black one, yeah, that blue black deck. Um, I'm not sure if spells kind of belongs in the main because, like, I'm just not sure what you would take out for it. Like, I like the cards in that deck. What would you take out for a spells kite? You know, and why would you do that? Like, yeah, no, and, and I can see that, but I mean, you know, there's, but I mean, there, like, it's a. I could I like like for me like I play let's say I'm playing against like heavy aggro right like I want it for aggro mainly it's just a wall and because then they can't incinerate me out and whatever and if they if they run into it with a stormkirk noble and then and then incinerate it like I'm fine with them doing that and <laughs> right like I'm totally fine with them doing that because they're just being retards but like um it just for two mana it serves and then they also they they like it just it could potentially mentally tilt them and like against an aggro deck like that or like mostly aggro decks the reason that that would be good and what i could take out for it would be like just even a single doom blade instead of playing four doom blades i could play three and play one spell skite or two and two split for um it and go for the throw and then play two spell skites and then that way like they're effectively the same card uh in my deck for those matchups right like it's it's doing what i want it to do it's also like saving me some damage, and it could potentially be reusable on like a Doom Blade, because um, like that's the like and I'm like I'll admit that I don't really know, but that's the biggest thing that I always have a problem with when I'm sideboarding is like how much spot removal do you want against an aggro deck because you're just one for oneing, but like don't they normally have more guys than you have removal, and then that's what you need your wraths for, but because Black Blue doesn't have a whole lot of those, like. How do you fix that? How do you shore that defense up, right? Well, the way, I, the way I've seen it work is, like, this is the way I understand it. I don't know if I'm right. But you use the, you one for one them until you, uh, until you wrath or until you um, play a Consecrated Sphinx where you start buying back all of the card advantage, you know what I mean? And the same thing with uh, Snapcaster Mage. He gives you, like, little boost yeah. of buying back some of that stuff because you can always, like, Doomblade and block. Yeah, so and then Doomblade again. Yeah, or or what I mean is like when you're when you're flashing a Snapcaster Mage during the oh, attack. Oh, oh, yeah, yeah. So like, so the way like the rhythm feels like okay, you're gonna one for one, one for one until you like, and you're gonna like supplement with Snapcaster until you play a, a Consecrated Sphinx or you're you're like playing a you know a big a Sixer and then that's how you're gaining that card advantage back, and that's how you're tipping the scales. You know what I mean? And, like, from what I understand, like, and I don't know if this is correct, but what I guess the, the idea is, is uh, they're talking about blue-black control being a Snapcaster Mage deck. And so you want to maximize your Snapcaster Mages. You want to make them the mm-hmm. best that they can be. Mm-hmm. And if you're running Spells Kite, you're not doing that. You know what I'm saying? I guess, yeah. 
So like that's I guess that's the logic behind it. I don't know like because I I've been playing the blue white more the blue white humans deck more. So humans. I don't really <laughs> <laughs> I don't really know like the the blue black I don't really know it inside out. I don't understand like all of the matchups. Yeah. But I, well, that's I a guess... good segue. Then I have another question then for for everybody, but for mainly John because he's been playing all the decks, right? <laughs> so he's got to yeah. have all the answers, right? Of course, man. Of course. <laughs> um. So I've been thinking in terms of Snapcaster and and buying back and value and et cetera. Um, what is what do you what is your thoughts on uh, Moan of the Unhallowed in that deck? In the blue black deck? Yeah. I mean, I can show you my list because it sounds like the lists we're thinking of are slightly different. Mainly for things like I don't play I don't play Karn and I don't play Liliana's and I don't play stuff like that. Yep. Um, but like my deck is basically like. What it does is basically plays all instants and sorceries except for Snapcasters, and then right now I'm playing uh, Reassembling Skeletons and Two Swords, mm-hmm. and then I'm just, like, grinding you out and killing you that way. And yeah. then I also have, like, I like that's the, the shell of the deck. And then I added a single Grave Titan and a single Consecrated Sphinx because I felt like I needed finishers. But what do you think of, instead of, like, a Reassembling Skeleton or instead of sto- Swords using... Um, Moan of the Unhallowed in in that regard, in that slot. I don't like it because, especially in your deck, because you're doing a lot of stuff at instant speed. Mm-hmm. So, like, you're going to forbid an alchemy and then bring back a, a skeleton at the end of their turn. Yeah. Untap, and at the worst have to play a sword equip and then untap again after you hit him with the sword of feast and famine. You yeah, know what yeah. I mean? Like... Yeah. With the Moan of the Unhallowed, then on turn four or whatever, you're going to tap four mana on their ter- on your turn, and then you're going to let them do whatever the hell they want on their turn. And I don't like that in the blue-black deck, because a lot of the value you gain in the blue-black deck is being able to sit back and answer their their threats until you grind them down and, you know, you could play like a, a six-drop, you know? Yeah, for sure. Or or in your in your case, you're going to grind them incrementally through the through the skeletons, you know? Yeah. Like, did I tell you I, I built a deck with Skeletons and Forbidden Alchemy, the blue-black deck, before it won that tournament? No. It was, okay, let me tell you about this. It's hilarious. <laughs> I built that deck, okay? And I was playing it on Moto. Because I've been like, man, I've been an animal. I'm telling you the truth, dude. I've been playing so many different strategies and brewing my own decks and stuff. And so I was playing that on Moto. And uh, I play against Craig Wesco, right? So, like, I was just playing matchup after matchup, and I didn't realize it was Craig. And uh, he gets on, and I'm like, I'm like, he's like, good luck or whatever. And whenever they say it to me, I'm just like, yeah, whatever, you know. So I'm like, yeah, yeah, good luck. So I'm playing, and, like, we're in the middle of game one, and he's like, Medina? Question mark? <laughs> and I'm like, oh, man. I'm like, I think this is Wesco. I'm like, Wesco? Question mark? <laughs> and he's like, he's like, oh, hey, what are you doing? I'm like, oh, I'm testing a deck. He's like, yeah, me too. And uh, so it's my turn too, and I play a uh, I play a reassembled skeleton, <laughs> and he's like, "Dude, if this was workstation, I would disconnect right now." <laughs> <laughs> oh man! Yeah, and I then, love uh, the turn two skeleton play. Like they just fucking fold it right up. <laughs> and then he uh, he he schooled me. He worked me pretty hard, and then was like, you know teasing me about not making the right plays. So, uh, so yeah, I had, I had a lot to learn from, uh, from Craig Wesco that night. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. 
So so yeah, I wouldn't like I wouldn't like Mono the Unhello in that deck. I would like it in like a like a green black deck, some kind of like junk style like mid range deck. You know? Yeah, um, but that sounds like shit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, probably. <laughs> yeah. 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 So that's what I'm playing. I'm playing a you white you white humans. A you white humans. But that you think has already passed its its time, right? Yeah, like we said right yeah like because i've been i've been considering friday night magic for tomorrow um Mm -hmm. i'm gonna i'm gonna take my wife on a date instead but um but if i ooh, nice huh (laughs) fancy if i was was gonna play a deck it would probably be um the illusions deck really yeah the todd anderson's illusions deck yeah that thing's insane like now, like the most recent iteration of it too. Like we talked about that a little bit last week, and uh, he put up another article about it today. And uh, he's apparently just ripping up Moto with this thing. It's the one that runs like Delver and Snapcaster, as well as all of these oh, insane yeah. illusions. Yeah, this deck, yeah. this deck is pretty sick. And like one of the reasons is is just like it's very tempo based, and it's just much better at um, at getting that damage in. And I feel like the blue white humans deck. Like if yeah. I had to play against it with the blue white humans deck, I'd be pretty scared. Well, the irony is here is that the you know potentially the second fastest deck in standard is a blue deck. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's like... it's a it's a pretty good deck. the The deck the the card that's really impressive in that deck is the Vapor Snag. Mm-hmm. That card is really good, especially with Snapcaster Mage, and when you have like. You're like turn one two two bear, turn two you know, uh, you're a dude, and then gut shot your one drop, right? So then you're like in with the three bear, and then like untap, swing again, or you know flashback snapcaster gut shot your other guy. Like it's running gut shot, it's running vapor snare, or fa- dismember vapor snag, and uh, yeah. Yeah, it's probe, probe and ponder are two big ones here, and and I think actually, in this deck especially, just based on the type of answers that it it comes you know comes stocked with, yeah. attacking and probe really does a lot of work here. Like being able to just like first turn probe, you get like insane information because the only turns that matter are turns one through three. Because <laughs> after that, if you haven't like totally obliterated them, they just win. So. <laughs> It's it's pretty crazy because they they'll always have the mana leak fear for turn four day of judgment, so you just lose at that point. Yeah, so they're they're uh, it's a good deck. I like it. Um, I think also like the blue red um, that other blue red tempo deck that got second. I think the counter burn list. Yeah, I think that has a lot of potential. I don't like the list completely that was there, but I think like if you could capitalize on. Um, on the Grim Lava Mancer right now, I feel like Grim Lava Mancer is a house right now. If you could find a way to to get max value out of him, the trouble is, is in the blue red deck he clashes with the with the Snapcaster Mage. You know, anything that you're going to be removing with the with the Lava Mancer, you kind of want to be Snapcastering back. You know, man, who the fuck is this guy? Knowing everything about everything, all of a sudden, this John Medina. <laughs> I love how, no, I, I love how I in, the get middle, behind... in the middle of the conversation here, Jay's just like, man, who the fuck yeah. is this guy? It's just like, every time this guy talks, I'm like, wow, I'm like learning things. That never used to happen. <laughs> I can I can get behind your evaluation of, of Lavamancer. I mean, a lot of the red decks that, 
that we that I've seen around you know the local space. Like they're all just instantly playing for Ghost Quarter, no question. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and worst cases, they just Ghost Quarter their own land. They thin their deck. Like they only need five to operate anyway. You know, so they'll just Ghost Quarter their own lands, feeds the Lavamancer, and it like you know pings you in the face. So I mean, that's an option as well. I mean, the curve on this deck is extremely low. So you know, would it hurt necessarily? Pardon me, would it hurt necessarily to, you know, cut a card, add, you know, trim, like, play three ghost quarters in the main? You know, it it would certainly help. Yeah, there's some kind of, like, you have to find a way to really capitalize. Like, I like the ghost quarter. I like, um, like, Gitaxian Probe or Gutshot or things like that that are going to, you know. In this deck, it's tough, like I said, with the with the Snapcaster. But those cards all work well with Snapcaster as well. You know, mm-hmm. you don't, you definitely don't want, like, a mill card that's just going to, like, like not like what's that thing? Dream, uh, dream twist. No, no dream twist or anything because that's just. I think that's just wasting a card slot. But if you could find some incidental way to make Lava Mancer live more often, I feel like it's really good in the format right now. Yeah, yeah. No, that's that's true. Yeah, being able to like shock on a stick is pretty strong, and especially, yeah, especially in a deck like this, right? Yeah, yeah. Like yeah. I mean, you look at it and you go, okay, so. You know, you've got all these little guys you're trying to get in anyway. You know, if you can turn up the Brimstone Volley as well, like taking chunks of two periodically is completely relevant. And most of the guys are two in the butt anyway. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's, it seems good. It seems good with all the, like, especially the token decks and stuff like that. Like, John, how popular, I'm going to tie this into this uh, Grim Laminator. How popular is the Illusion deck right now in, in your local mega, meta game? Oh, there's like one dude who runs illusions. Um, okay, so it hasn't picked up quite yet. Yeah, I feel like in the F and M meta game, like the illusions deck hasn't really picked up yet. But I think it's uh, it's a pretty respectable deck, like especially in this new iteration. Okay. And he's he's also running those uh, those drakes. Right, right. He's got one stitch drake in the main. Yeah, but he's got three in the board. Yeah, that too. Yeah, so How he's fun. got like a full set, and I think it's like. I didn't read the article, but I assume it's like for the mirror or something because it seems like a house in the mirror. Oh, he says it's for uh, actually it's for mono red specifically. Yeah, because it's four, right? Right. Yeah, yeah, and they're killing your dudes anyway, so you can right. like just exile them. Yeah, that seems right. I was tying into the Grim Lama Master because if this illusion deck gets more popular and and gut shots get played more, and you know they seem to be really good against every single creature in this blue red deck besides Chandra's Phoenix. You can kill the Delver, you can kill the Grim Lob Master, you kill the Snapcaster, and you kill kill the Stormcrook Noble. And uh a lot of people that I know go into worlds are heavily testing the Illusions deck and some even have it as their choice to bring. So uh Man. that's gonna be interesting. I expect it to be I guess it hasn't quite picked it up yet at all, but I expect it to do very, fairly well in the standard portion at Worlds. You've got to have an answer to Delver Secrets these days. Like, like even even Frank did a, a video series on some deck or whatever. But uh, what was important about it <laughs> was that, that some... <laughs> <laughs> no, the deck included Delver Secrets. And, and I think that what this series, you know, served to do was show that if you don't have an answer for a fucking 3-2... On you know, turn for, two. On turn two... Um, then you should probably rethink your strategy, right? Like we're all we're all looking at, you know, for a while, Ink Moth Nexus was the enemy, right? You need to have ways to kill Ink Moth Nexus, otherwise, don't bother. Well, I think Delver Secrets is, you know, climbing the 
climbing the hill. Yeah. Here. Well, and like I was thinking about putting it in my blue black board. I was uh, just about to ask you that. <laughs> yeah, I actually, I, I, I haven't, I don't have anyone to test with. I don't have a test group, but <laughs> I was thinking about putting it in my blue black board um, for the control matchups because I think that I'd rather have a Delver of Secrets than a Skeleton in that match. Yeah, for yeah. sure. I mean, the Skeletons are still really good against control because they still can't do anything. Well, no, but game one, especially against control, if they're playing like Doom Blades, yeah, like you fucking show them skeletons, and they're like, "Well, these are no good." Yeah, and what they do too is they're also <laughs> then they're siding into um, uh, the white decks are also siding into um, Celestial Purge, yeah. so they're siding out Doom Blades for Celestial Purges, which actually just means that they just killed like three to four cards, like yeah. so that's pretty good. Yeah, definitely. Yep, I agree. I can get behind that. I-, I think it could be good. The other thing, though, if you're playing a black blue black mirror. Like I would never take all my Doom Blades out. No, probably because I I want a way to deal with the with the Sphinx. You know what I mean? And, and a lot of them still play Nexus. Yep, most of them do. And you want to have a way to deal with Spellskite as well. <laughs> so so with that being the case, guys, can I can I ask for uh, if we're in the blue black? You know, we're having the blue black discussion. Like Victim of Night, really like. It's a, it's a, it actually gains a hell of a lot of value. If it doesn't strain your mana base, the card's actually sh- fucking awesome right is now. Is it? Well, the only card it doesn't really kill that you want it to kill is Stromkirk. Nope. Isn't it non-human? So all no, of the- dude, no. So I'll read it. So it's BB, it's instant, destroy target, non-vampire, non-werewolf, non-zombie creature. So oh. until people wise up to start playing Bloodline Keeper, because that card's fucking retarded. I was thinking about that, too. That was kind of going to be my secret tech. I was thinking about yeah. uh, playing that guy as a finisher. Well, Jer- Jerry's of already tech. ahead of you, dude. Ah, so. Well, of course he is. I'm not, I'm not Smitty here. I'm not a brewer. Yeah. Anyways, uh, and so until people start playing that card, I think this is ridiculous right now. Because like no one plays... like The only werewolf that people are playing is fucking Mayor, right? And what are the odds that you're going to run into a Mayor Go deck? Yeah, um, terrible. Yeah, yeah. At, yeah. at F and yeah, at F. Well, in general, F players won't even play that. Yeah, and I mean, the only, like I said, the only card that you're looking to kill with that that you'd be looking to kill game one is that you can't deal with the Stromkirk Noble. So I don't know whether it's worth you know looking at you know one in the like if you do a three one split of like Doomblade and Victim of Night, and a couple more Victim of Night in the sideboard or something, it's fine. Like I'm looking at it right I now. Over the throw, but I guess yeah. Yeah, well, I mean, because it's gonna kill. It's still gonna kill Ink Moth Nexus, which is awesome, right? Um, so I'm looking at right now, like hmm. I'm playing Sword's Thirsts in the sideboard for like the red match as well, just because you know to add to the spot removal and such. But I've actually cut two Doom Blades for two Victim of Knights to try them out right now. Hmm. I like your um, logic. What does? Well, because right now it's the right. Like right now it's fine. Like until until the block fleshes out and we get a bit more of the tribal decks, you know, on the dark end of things, then it's obviously going to be a, a poor pick. But I think right now it's well positioned. What does it kill that Doomblade does not? Uh, black creatures, Grave. like Phyrexian Crusader Grave and Titan. Skittles, Grave Titan. Do I need to go on? Bloodline. No, I'm just thinking about it. Yeah. Like I'm trying to figure out like. Um... It kills Runescart Demon. <laughs> <laughs> I think if, I think if they Runescar Demon, you're in pretty bad shape. Okay, hold on, no, dude. You know what? So I've been playing a lot of Heartless Summoning lately. Uh-huh. <laughs> oh my god. The card's awesome. It's going to be lots of fun with that in the near future, I'll tell you. That card is going to, is definitely, there's going to be a deck, a real one, with that yeah. card. But I, it's like, it's like the Lotus Cobra decks. Like, yeah. 
it's really it's just yeah. you're in, you're in a catch twenty two because if you build a deck that's really good without without the the summoning, yeah. then the deck is just really good. You don't need the summoning. But Correct. if you build a deck that depends on the summoning, then it's inconsistent because you need the summoning. Yeah, so the the blue-black Heartless deck and the white... So the, the blue-black Heartless deck that was in um, Las Vegas last week uh, came in the top 16. Yeah, 15th. Alex Mukar played it. The list was featured in Chapin's article on Wednesday. And, like, in this case, he's playing, like, a lot of huge dudes. Like, this is an example of the deck that doesn't work very well without the summoning. He's yep. got, like, four Sphinx of Athune, two Rune Scarred Demon, like, nothing but huge fat. Holy fuck, and then like, you got, how like, does that deck mulligan? Like, oh Well, my exactly, God. right? Yeah, and it's, and it's not, it doesn't have a, like, I mean, how do you not run Ponder at this deck? Anyways, I digress. Did it have, like, two Ponder? No, 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 he's got three Think Twice. And then four counter spells, three removal spells, and Black Sun Zenith. Yeah, I would want like four ponder in that deck so I can turn two that thing as many times as possible. Yeah. Exactly, yeah. So I've been building a few lists. I've been actually looking at both Esper as well as Blue Black, as well, and actually, and Grixis as well. And my brother has been, uh, of course, participating in this nonsense. So you can imagine some of the ridiculousness that I've seen here. But what we found in the testing is that, like, it. As it was with Lotus Cobra decks, like the magic number is five, right? Like the five casting cost slot was the magic number because you were able to go, you know, like turn two Cobra, turn three Fetch Land, five drop. So it's very much the same thing here with Heartless. So you want to go, you know, Blood you want to go turn two, turn two Heartless, turn three five drop. Um, so you kind of go, okay, so what are the reasonable five drops? Well, as we've discovered, some of the reasonable five drops are um, Archon of Justice and Bloodgift Demon. Like, those cards are insane. And, you know, you look at... <laughs> so you look at you look at Arcade of Justice, and you go, okay, so what else am I going to play in this deck? Well, of course I'm going to play, you know, some Fat, so why don't I play some Sun Titans, and why don't I play some Phyrexian Images, and make multiple copies of uh, Arcade of Justices and bring them back every turn? Like, you'd be amazed how quickly that closes games, because people just don't kill Arcade of Justice. Go, oh, he's going to remove something. Like it's so good, because you can just attack any permanent, right? Lands and whatnot. Uh, so it's been a lot of fun. Metamorph accomplishes the same sort of thing as well. It's just with a bit more permanence. So we found that in, like, lists that don't want to run Sun Titan, Metamorph has been still insane. But, like, you want to run the Ponders. You want to run Solemns, you know, just to help get the boost of the mana and stuff like that. And you want to run a couple Sixes. But, like, being able to run the, the bunch of Five Drops, that's where it's at. So a lot of my lists are, like, like, my Esper list, I think, is, like, four Mana Leak, two Day of Judgment, four Ponder, and then Dudes in Land. Dude, cut Mana Leak, bro. You don't need it. <laughs> <laughs> but, so, so, I disagree, and the only reason that I disagree is, is in the vein of the comment that we made earlier about how if you don't get Heartless, you're fucked. Right? So, the, if you have Heartless, you have the potential to just, like, be the beatdown, right? Because you're able to out-temple your opponent in no time with the quality of your guys that you're putting out, right? And of course you're going to play Consecrated Sphinx with Bloodgift Demon because that's just fun. Yeah, because on your turn you make them draw, and then you draw, and then you draw, yeah. How do you make them draw on your turn? Well, because Bloodgift Demon actually says target player loses one life and draws a card during your upkeep. Yeah, so not only can you, like, just nudge them down slowly, but, like, you give them a card and you draw three on your turn, and then they untap. Oh, no, no, trust me. Wouldn't you rather just draw four cards on your turn? Instead of 
Three. How would you draw four cards on your turn? You draw two on your turn and then two on their turn. Or that's what I mean. So like, instead, wouldn't... you can draw three on your turn. You draw the extra cards. Like I... it's but so do awesome. they. They draw one card. Anyways, that's why you still play Mana League. All right. <laughs> I know. I'm just teasing you. <laughs> yeah, but uh, but it's been it's it's been interesting. It's been solid testing. The only challenge is trying to get the ramp and the mana mix right, and just the right mix of dudes, right? And so what we've been finding is is Grim Grin is a five drop, and like for those of you that have ever played with Thraxamundar and EDH, mm. you know what's coming here. <laughs> but like, if you actually are in a position where you can you know, untap and start reliably attacking with Grimgrin, it's fairly safe to say that you're going to just win the game. The guy's ridiculous. He gets bigger when he untaps, and then he attacks. Your opponent has to sacrifice a guy. He gets bigger still, and just swings for beats. Like, it's mad insane. Uh, Bloodline Keeper has been a big one for that. Hmm. In, a, in a lot of these lists, it's been a lot of, uh, a lot of fun. Yeah, I like the Bloodline Keeper in general. Like, I think he's a good card. Well, Jerry made the comment in his article this week, and uh, he's been really analyzing blue-black, I guess, and, and his most recent one, uh, he's looking at building like a blue-black blade deck and grinding uh, eight-mans, mm-hmm. which is hilariously awesome. i gotta read. I got to read his article this week. I haven't had a chance. Like like I said, I'm taking my wife to, to dinner or whatever on a yeah. Friday, so like typically my week is like all centered around like trying to win Friday Night Magic. <laughs> so I read all these articles and then like play some Moto. Well here's here's the, the premium spoiler for those of you that don't have premium and don't want to wait like forever to see this list. So it's two Ratchet Bomb, three Sword of Feast or Famine three Spell Sky, three Bloodline Keeper, two Consecrated Sphinx, four Snapcaster Mage, all of this main deck. Two Dismember, two Dissipate, one Doomblade, three Gutshot, four Mana Leak, two Negate, three Despise, lands. He's got a 3-1 split on Ghost Quarter and Inkmoth Nexus, because sometimes you just need the out. Yeah, anything with Gutshot, I just want to play that deck. <laughs> yeah, Gutshot and uh, Snapcaster. I loved Gutshot Snapcaster. I think that's sick. I mean, right now, or, or like last week, it was cool because you, there's a lot of like uh, mana dorks floating around with the um, token decks and the, you know, even the the white, the white blue human deck has a lot of human <laughs> has a lot of targets for the for the gut shot and uh, yeah, I like gut shot right now. But who knows what's going to be next? What's the next tournament this weekend? Something's going on, right? Oh, there's Grand Prix San Diego, but that's just uh, sealed. Oh, is it really? Yep, yep. Oh, yep, man, are yep. you kidding me? Everything's sealed. That's what we were talking about earlier. Alex, Alex is going to be there, man. <laughs> That's such garbage, dude. <laughs> oh, man, I hate it. Let's play five-color bombs. <laughs> so what have, what have you been playing, uh, KYT? I didn't, I didn't get to hear that. Um, I, I've been playing... Uh, funnily enough, I was just... Gonna, I was playing earlier this week just to have something to say on this cast because I've been playing limited, like Scott mentioned uh, before the show, and I picked up a deck that actually came from from the GP. I think he finished top sixteen, and it's the blue white Delver of Secret Snapcaster deck. That's the only two creatures it has, and the rest is just swords, spells, and it has vapor snags and your new favorite card, gut shots. Plays midnight haunting. Midnight too, haunting, it? and um, the the land base is just all the multicolored lands. Plus, 
ink moth nexus nor there's no uh Moreland haunts right. is that or whatever you call yeah. it because you're only playing eight creatures um i don't know if this is better than so it's basically like the illusions deck except you're playing more spells and and you don't have Moreland haunts and uh Ugh. what I, I already don't like it <laughs> I don't either. I think if you're going to play a deck like that, why wouldn't you just play blue-black? Then that gets the exact same deck. I think it's, it's one of those decks where I'm talking about it doesn't do anything awesome. It just kind of has these angles. I don't like that, man. Like, it's what are you talking about? You love angles. Without, without, without Moreland <laughs> You're the Hunt? angle king. No Moreland Hunt, man? Come on. Okay, you just play eight creatures. But uh, Jay puts up a good point. Like, I'm just trying to find... I've been talking about this uh, either two episodes <laughs> ago or last last true. week. When I've been talking about finding the best Delver deck, right? I, I, I when the Mayor Go decks came out, um, the like in the casual articles I was reading, I tried that out, sucked ass. Um, so I'm trying this one, which is uh, different from like blue reds being tried by other people already. Um, you know, it's been touched in blue black. So this specific list uh, appealed to me and. Uh, you know, Snapcaster Gutshot is really good in the format, and I have to say, like, if I'm playing against Illusions, and I got Snags, Snapcaster, and Gutshot, I gotta be feeling pretty good unless they got a Lord of, uh, of the Unreal, so... And that's what, what you need fucking black for. <laughs> Hello! I don't have a problem with Illusions. I fucking tear Illusions up two weeks in a row. <laughs> so yeah, like, whether it's strictly... Wor- might be strictly worse, but uh, you know, I gave it a try. It, it felt good, but it's one of those decks that you know absolutely suck ass when you don't have a turn one Delver. There's like a huge difference when you do have it. You almost can't lose, and um, I just really liked it. And John mentioned liking more focused decks, and uh, I think usually that's what you should go for. And and but now I've been. It's appealing to me the the decks that can just like switch gears, but they're only good if they're like powerful enough. And obviously, I don't think this this deck is powerful enough to to justify uh, being a mid range deck. If I could say that. Um, yeah, you can't be a mid range deck. You, you you have Delvers and Snapcasters. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> so, but what I about think... like a what about like a green blue? With but I don't want to play Mayor. Don't but, play mayor. Why do you have to play mayor? Um, so just, just play two? play my black blue list. Shut up, John. Yeah, green blue with uh with Delver and uh, Snapcaster. And Beast Withins. And Beast Withins, yeah. And then you can still run Gutshot and like and Vapor Snag, or Vapor yeah Vapor Snag right? Not Snare. I keep wanting to call it Vapor Snare. I think ultimately, maybe the Illusions deck is the best version of uh of playing these eight creatures. That's what I'm thinking about. Yeah, it probably is. I like the Illusions deck. It's sick, dude. Yeah. If only you could put, like, Lava Mancer in the Illusions deck. (laughs) Oh, yeah, I wanted to ask you earlier, John, um, about, uh, since you've been playing Wolfrun, it was mentioned, tweeted by Brian Sondag, I think. That's Mm -hmm. how you pronounce his name. One of the uh, creators of uh, Wolfrun. He mentioned maybe uh, it's the return of Tumble Magnet. Uh, in this format, and he he loves it against obviously against illusions and and many other decks. What do you think about that? Yeah, I think Tumble Magnet's good. I was running it in the sideboard of my green black deck, 
to deal with Mirren Crusader. And, I mean, that's pretty much the thing, is, like, uh, you need to deal with Mirren Crusader in the ramp decks, because it's just going to eat you alive if you don't. Um, so, I mean, Tumble Magnet is good in that respect, but I wonder if, um, if in a deck with creatures like that, if, like, what's that guy, Molten Tail, Molten's Tail Masticore? I wonder if he's not better. Like, when I was running, I was running the Magnets on the board, but I was running Masticore's main, and that was pretty good. Because uh, even, like, I'm running birds and stuff in the green-black deck that I was running, and they would kill my birds, but that would just fuel my Masticore. And uh, it was kind of like, I had some cute interactions going, because, like, I had Glissa, and so, like, I would discard a sword to my Masticore, and then swing with Glissa or shoot one of their dudes with a Masticore and get the sword back. And then, like, uh, just keep, like, doing this, like, where I'm discarding an artifact but getting it back every turn, like, squee. So that was pretty cool. Squee! Squee! So, so yeah, I, I wonder, like, Tumbling is definitely good in, in the ramp deck if you want to beat a Mirror Crusader. Um, but I also wonder about Multitail and Massacre because you have a lot of disposable mana and it can give you some reach. And uh, you typically have a lot of creatures in those decks, you know? Man, so, I wonder if Tumbling would be good in the blue black deck. <laughs> He's like, well, that's what you hate just, magic. You're playing a dude. I know I am. That's all like, I'm playing. I just, I'm, tr- it's like I'm playing a bad nothing. EDH deck. I'm playing like one of Scott's EDH decks where you just fucking leave and you're not friends anymore. No, you know what I'm playing? I'm playing, oh, you, I'm playing Risk. That's what, what I'm saying playing. about my EDH decks. Uh oh. Uh oh. Uh oh. Them are fighting words. Rinky no, seriously, what, what are you trying to say about my EDH decks? That they're the best. Oh. No, no. That's okay. Tell, tell me how you really feel. I'm a big boy. I can handle it. But I'd just like you to make sure that you say it clearly right to my face, as it were, so that I'm actually paying direct attention. Well, it's our show. You should be paying attention the whole time. You talk. I live in this next time anyway. <laughs> but no, so what were you saying? That, that like, a- after, after playing Commander with me, you, like, people leave the table not wanting to be friends with me anymore? That is what I said. <laughs> all, right. all right carry on you know i was just saying like because your decks are so good it's like hate magic like kyt said did i just say hate? <laughs> i don't think i used those terms you did kyle fucking do the rewind sound <laughs> hate magic no no i said that's why you hate magic right now that's what i meant <laughs> uh, 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 well, yeah. what that's what i had that's what i heard <laughs> Hate magic. Yeah, it's like it's like you're playing hate magic, and I was like, "Yeah, I am playing hate magic. This is awesome." (laughs) (laughs) All right, fine. If you didn't say it, then I'm stealing it. Okay. So back to tumble magnet. But I like it against like uh, I mean, if you're against an illusions player, he's like, "Fuck, game over." I mean, what are you? I mean, what are you like? What colors (laughs) ramp are you running? Is green what? Green white? Green red? Uh, mono green, it's white. No, no, I mean like uh, I wasn't spe- specifying any deck when I was talking about it. So yeah, but what I'm saying is like okay, Tumble Magnet could be a good answer to Mirror Crusader, but like you have to look at your colors because like Art Trail's pretty good too against Illusions, right? Okay, yeah. right, yeah, right. So you're saying what color would stand to gain the most from its inclusion? Yeah, it would probably be like more closer to the mono green because like. If you have the red, the primarily red variant, then you have Slagstorms, which is pretty good against Illusions. And, and then if, you, if you're doing the white, then you have Day of Judgment and Gideon. 
which is also very good against illusions. You know, or or Mirror and Crusader in that in that same respect. Same thing with the red; it's good against Mirror and Crusader uh, to have the slag storms. So it, it's only like in the mono green version that that's really even an option. You know what I mean? John, I missed. What was your logic for for it being specifically uh, better in in ramp decks? Like, I'm saying Brian Sondag said ramp decks. I was okay, okay, okay. I was running in my green black because I had no real way to deal. I didn't have white or red, okay. so I couldn't deal with a mirror and crusader. Well, how you but, broke this down make it sound like you know Jay should really consider it in his blue black deck. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If he if he's having trouble with mirror and crusader, he should. But he oh, I'm he not. Okay, then, then why would you want it? Because I'm playing hate magic. I gotta, I gotta play it to all my angles. I gotta have as many angles as possible. In a tesseract, I love deck, angles. It's, pretty, it's probably better, right? It's pretty sick in there. So I mean, I, um, yeah. So I actually, so I'm looking at Kyle Sanchez's blue black tesseract list as well, because you know he always comes up with the most creative brews. And so he's actually playing what he calls POTC, which is Phyrexian Obliterator Tesseract Control. Um, and, I mean, he's running for Phyrexian Obliterator. Uh, come on, man. When there's no uh, dismember running rampant, that's pretty funny. Um, anyway, so he's he's running a couple Tumble Magnets. And, I mean, I'm sure Tumble Magnets are, are good. I just I, I have to try to find the space to make the cuts for that. But uh, I think, yeah, you're right. I mean, with illusions on the uptake um, and, uh, and you know, us being back to Primeval Titan and Mirren Crusader, then, yeah, Tumble Magnets are, are probably well positioned right now. <laughs> the challenge of Tumble Magnets is you want to play them, uh, like, if you're going to rely on them, then you're going to want to play them with a way to reset them. So in a Tesseract list, that kind of leaves you relying on, you know, either you know, Contagion Class proliferate shenanigans, which is fine, because Contagion Class was also good against, you know, some of these decks that we're talking about, specifically the low-end um, Illusions decks and token decks and shit well, like that, because you just, like, drop it and snipe a dude. Yeah, the other thing I was thinking about, again, with the blue-black deck, is that, like, I almost think that Contagion Class would fit in there, because, or even most decks, because now they're running, um, most decks, I find, in my meta anyway, are all running uh, Ink Moth Nexus. And I find, especially in a control deck, like in a grindy control deck like Blue Black, sometimes you can, like, you get them up to, like, you know, two or three poison counters, but then, you know, it's just a slow, grindy game, and, like, you don't want them to, to draw any answers or somehow get the win out, right? Are you talking about well, in the mirror? No, like, any, in any, in any deck, just, like, so that you could kill something, or, and, like, but mainly for proliferate with the, the Ink Moth Nexus, and if I'm going to be running the the tumble magnets, then it would work for that too, right? I'm just trying to think if that would be a good choice or not. Because, like, if you're in a grind, then isn't the drown yard uh, better? Like, aren't you? Just yeah. Kind of... To mill them? Yeah. Yeah. The drown yards are like, yeah, yeah, dude. If you're grinding, the drown yards are worth that. Like, the, yeah. the blue black mirror is drown yard territory. Like, what? You're not actually going to tap out for a six drop. <laughs> yeah. Jay, he's 100% right. I don't think Absolutely. so. Absolutely, 100% right. Sorry, so I'm playing a control mirror, and what you want me to do is sideboard into a mill land. I want you to have those main deck, bro. You want me to have mill land's main deck? Yeah, no. you have Snapcaster Mage to uh, mill, <laughs> to uh, to take advantage of the cards that you mill. 
Jay's like choking. <laughs> I like can't even. I don't Dude, this so. this is not my technology. This is like standard operating procedure, bro. <laughs> I operate outside the box, and I I'm just, he plays I'm hate just, magic. I'm playing hate magic here. Okay, we're not playing Star City Open. What's, <laughs> what's more hateful than knowing your opponent? True. Yeah. I do want just, to make a point no, no, about. Not, that's the thing is like the other thing is the deck's called blue black do nothing. You can't be proactively doing things. <laughs> oh no! End of turn, million for three. No, end no, of turn, no, million for six. No, that's no. You can't. No, no. Because <laughs> you gotta be like end of turn, end of turn, think twice, end of turn, think twice, end of turn, forbidden alchemy, uh, end of turn, surgical extraction, all your targets out of your graveyard, and then my turn, draw go. I, like I can't, I think... can't be like mill you then proactively mill you like try to win somehow no no no, no. it has to be like right, do nothing on. and so make, jay can you do me a favor can you, i'm gonna put this 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 uh segment from jerry t's exploring blue black article that got posted on star city games premium today and i'd like you to just read what i just put into the chat window there if you don't mind like word for word for all of us on the cast oh no out loud <laughs> If you if you don't want to do it, I'll do it. I, I'm happy to do it. But it's just funny when your own words shut your own mouth. For what purpose? Right. The mirror is kind of a nightmare also, as it's all dependent on who draws the first drown yard, and then the second. Typically, I would draw first in such a matchup. Being the first person to activate drown yard on turn four actually matters a lot. It's kind of disgusting. I don't know. That is, I don't care about that at all. That doesn't, oh, okay. that doesn't tell me why I should be playing this awful card. <laughs> it just tells me that Jerry T thinks I should. No, it's it's saying that it's saying that in the mirror, this card is what the mirror revolves around. It's yeah, it is the say, defining card in the why, mirror. Is what I'm saying. The reason why is because when your opponent has no cards in their library, then they, they lose, lose the game. game. Oh, and chances are with two do nothing decks that all they're gonna do is like, you know, frap against each other, you know, counter spells and all that shit. Then basically, it's like whoever can deck the other person wins. Because like there's really like like unless yeah. you're aggressive unless you're aggressively <laughs> milling their library out for answers, then when you give them the full gamut and full reach of all of their resources, then chances are neither one of you are actually going to resolve any sort of threats. But don't they that just, are don't live. they just ghost quarter your drown yards? Like how yeah. is that? How is a drown yard better than a poison land? Aren't they effectively the same thing at that point? No, because they can doom blade your poison lands. <laughs> yeah, can right. ghost quarter my. They can ghost quarters. If you take a look at all of the lists, there are actually so few people playing ghost quarters these days in any sort of reasonable numbers. It's ridiculous. Oh, okay. Well, Scott, then we'll say we'll chalk it up to meta dependency, and I'll say I'm not going. <laughs> okay, Scott. Did you mention that he he was playing that Jerry was playing ghost quarters, or were you talking about some other deck that I got mixed uh, up? Hold with? on, I will go down to the list that Jerry's grinding with. The deck that won had two ghost quarters and two drown yards. Okay. Yeah. Maybe you guys yeah. talked about that. Yeah. Jerry Jerry's going one ghost quarter three ink moth nexus, but he's playing blue black blade though. Okay. So he's looking to use the Nexus to suit him up and, and swing with it, right? Suit him up. So um Basically it all depends on sort of what you're looking at. There's like one of them here, like the guy who came in seventh with blue black control at uh standard I guess at um it was in Baltimore, SCG Baltimore in uh October. End of October there. Dude, that's like he played, infinity ago. Yeah, but whatever. <laughs> he was the guy no, but he was the first incarnation of the like skeleton snapcaster mage sword deck, right? 
So that that did well. And he was running like three Ghost Quarter and four Inkmoth Nexus. So granted, that's a long time ago. But I mean, as you can see, like if you're running the control deck, the do nothing dirtle deck, then Ghost Quarters and Drown Yards are the way to go. And if you're playing the somewhat aggressive, you know, more mid rangey, you know, feel of it, then you totally play, um, you, you totally play the Inkmoth Nexus. Yeah, I, I want to also point out he probably had three Ghost Quarters because that was right after. He that was right after the the Wolf Run deck broke out, yeah. So he was probably just like totally afraid of that deck and had the Ghost Quarters because that you could probably go down to two. If you're, gonna... I think two Ghost Quarters is the right number in any sort of deck right now because I mean the lands that are relevant often the games aren't going so long that they're going to see multiples of them. I mean unless they're Primeval Titan games and then at that point in time they're ballsy playing Primeval Titan and probably only have two copies of said land anyway that matter. So, you know, that's that's the sort of gamble that you take. But I, I think two Ghost Quarters right now in any sort of control deck is probably correct. I also wanted to point out in uh, in uh, Kyle's deck, he has... Um, oh, he doesn't have Despise. He has Distress. Despise is really hard to deal with with the, with the blue-white human deck. Humans. Humans. More work. <laughs> yeah, it's really hard to deal with because, like, my plan is to put some dudes on the board, pressure them, and sandbag a creature for when they wreck. Right. So, like, what they use if they have uh, despises, then they snag my creatures and then wrath, yeah. which really yeah. sucks. <laughs> it's interesting with despise, though. Like, it's a really. It's really hit and go right now. So there's a lot of the black decks are lean, starting to look at cards like Despise in order to lean on, you know, a way to proactively deal with Mirren Crusader. Um, but what I found is, is like, you just miss so often. Distress, I played Distress, actually, um, pre-rotation, when we had, like, Inquisition and Duress and Distress, and we had, like, all of them. I was playing Inquisitions in the main and Distresses in the sideboard, um, just to kind of, like, further the discard strategy, and I found that Distress late game is still sick. Like, whereas Despise, there's a good chance that you're just going to whiff. Distress is almost always gas. Well, Distress will hit more than Despise, naturally, yeah. you know? But the, yeah. the problem but, but is late, the double-black requirement. Right, and if your deck is like a blue-black list anyway, which leans predominantly on, you know, like, we'll always have access. I mean, I wouldn't recommend it in any sort of three-color monstrosity, but, you know, uh, in any sort of two-color deck with a heavy commitment to black, Distress is almost always going to be amazing. Yeah, I mean it'll be cool. So, have you seen that card? It's three mana, and you can exile the card. So I've always found that, like, for three mana, I want two cards. Even though I understand, like, you're exiling the one, right? But like, even coercion was terrible back in the day, and that was any card. I'm just, just saying, discard. man. If you're gonna spend two mana on your discard spells, you know. This isn't the days of, like, Thoughtseize, you know, where you get your awesome discard spell for one mana. If you're going to spend two mana for your discard spell, you might want to consider spending three exile it. That's all I'm saying. Well, at that point in time, play Mind Rot, though. With Snapcaster? <laughs> Let's do it. Right? <laughs> now now we've got a thing, right? Now we're talking. No. Yeah. Like, you want to get ultimate value? You know what I can't wait to do, though? Is fucking play Snapcaster in Grixis Control in Modern with Blightning. With Cruel like, Ultimatum? No. So much fun. <laughs> yeah. I, 
I wonder about the listeners uh, who have to listen to us talk about blue black control like all day long. <laughs> I wonder what decks they want to listen. They probably want to hear about like mayor decks or like. Oh, yeah, but it just, it's like it's you know what? Though. It's there the are rock. podcasts it's like, oh, like Court of Notions for that. It doesn't matter. <laughs> and every card we talk about, blue black. Every card we talk about, Jay's like, "Oh, what about that in blue black control?" Yeah, like, I mean, oh my god, talking about incinerate. He's like, yeah. "Yeah, I was thinking about putting that in blue black control." Yeah, it's, it's yeah but that's what Jay's black playing. Like when, the best deck of all time. When Jay was playing Valakit, it was all like, "Should I play Slagstorm? That's that card seems pretty good in Valakit, right?" <laughs> yeah, and then it's all about Valakit. Yeah, and then we have KYT who just tries a new deck every week and is awful with it, and then and then Scotty who wants to just play like his crazy brews. So you know. It's where everybody's getting their time. You talked about you talked about humans. Humans. You know? <laughs> <laughs> you know, so. Oh man! It's not just all about the blue black. It's it all about so the blue black. Just so happens it, that everything's good in blue black. You just put, it like, is all about just, control and combo, yeah, though. We're certainly blue black. not. Uh, yeah. We're 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 not a, a a healthy stable of aggro players anymore. No. <laughs> no. I, I was talking about aggro dick. Yeah, but we, we I think we established that it's more a combo deck than anything else, right? I mean, every aggro deck is a combo deck, bro. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, how many bolts can I get to add up to 20 as quickly as yeah. possible? Look at my combo. <laughs> it's land and burn. <laughs> yeah, I don't know, man. These uh these decks they're they're interesting. I like standard right now. I think it's uh, pretty cool. So it's John, definitely it it definitely flows, you know. It doesn't. It's not stuck in one place, which I like. Go ahead, KYD. If if Worlds was tomorrow, you and you were qualified, you'd play Illusions. Is that what you're, um, you'd recommend? My first deck that I would try is Illusions. Okay. Um. That that's what I would uh, try, and then I would see about some kind of blue red uh, tempo deck. Mm-hmm. And you know, if if neither of those work, then I would, to be honest, I'd probably be looking at blue black control with the, uh, <laughs> with the, uh, with the, you know, uh, Zenith, the black sun Zenith, because those are pretty good right now. I also think Ratchet Bomb is pretty powerful right now. If I could fit yep. that into, uh, into a show. Yeah, you know, the only problem is that every deck is playing hate for it, so it's. Hate. Hate magic. I, I, Scott, I don't know how many times we've said Ratchet Bomb is a good card on this show. <laughs> well, you know. But it's never you're actually, right, you're right. It's never actually been that great. It's just <laughs> theoretically just... It has the possibility to be great. With all these token decks floating around, I think it's the best it's going to be. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Then again, Massacre Worm could be pretty sick. Oh, man, I already even thought of that in Blue Black. <laughs> <laughs> Our blue black <laughs> listeners are getting like everything. <laughs> oh man, they're loving it. <laughs> nobody's playing humans. Humans. Frankly, nobody cares about humans. human. Yeah, nobody cares about human tech. <laughs> I don't have any tech. Oh, just mulligan. Just mulligan. Mulligan. My tech is just just mulligan. I've been finding the more I mulligan, the more I love it. The more you love mulliganing, <laughs> or the more you love the deck. The more I love mulliganing. <laughs> That's good. That's actually really good because I I think that it's it's a mission critical skill that I don't think enough players possess uh strongly enough is yeah. is actually the capacity to mulligan well. You just have to be able to look at your hand and be like, yeah, this hand <laughs> this hand blows. Like you yeah. just have to say that to yourself. You have to be like this hand isn't doing shit. I yeah, not mulligan. 
not this hand might be good if I rip X, Y, Z. Yeah. If, if you look at your hand and it says, if I draw, you should just mulligan that right there. Yeah. Right as soon as you say that. Yeah, as soon as you then, say, if then, I draw. Just throw in, just throw in this filth. I'm going to mulligan this filth. <laughs> and then, It'll make and you then feel you better afterwards. Yeah, then you don't feel so bad about mulliganing that fucking filth. Oh, man. And sometimes, I'm going to tell you right now, sometimes it's not going to work out. Sometimes yeah. Oh, you're man. Mulligan. Sometimes you're going to look at your six and you're going to be like, wow, that's much worse than my last one. <laughs> but then you, know what you, do? you just you ship that back and you, you get five. And you just keep mulliganing. Right. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> yeah, I love it. I'm addicted to it, man. I'll mulligan a hand that I think is semi sketchy. <laughs> I'm all the fucking zero. I've done that before. No, you haven't. You're a liar. I know I, I mulled the one. Did I tell you about this? No. No. I haven't told you guys about this? Oh, man. Check this out. Okay. So I'm at a GP. Okay. And uh, I'm kind of. My, my record is, is like X and two, right? And I think it's like maybe five and two. And I want to see if I can day two. So I asked my friend, hey, do you think I can day two? And he's like, no, nah, you can't day two with X and two. Right? So I'm like, okay, that's fine. I just won't play. I'll just drop. But I don't drop because my, my round's already over. So I'm just like, yeah, whatever. You know, they'll just, I'll just lose. I don't really care. So then my other friend comes over and he's like, oh, yeah, you can day two if, you, if you're X and two. And I'm like, oh, crap, well, I better go, go down and, like, play. Like, the round already been called, you know? So I run down to the, to the board, and, like, this is a huge GP, so you got to fight through, like, armies of fat dudes. And I'm, I, don't, I, I don't mean that in, like, a negative. Armies of fat dudes. It's like it's Like, like a movie. sea of dudes, but they're sweaty. It's like Wally. It's like Wally, but you have to get through all those people, and you're just like, oh, my gosh. So... Like, I'm fighting through, I run down the, the, the um, freaking table way where my seat is, and then the kid is sitting there on this end of the table, right? <laughs> so I'm like, I'm like, oh, crap, I got to go on the other end. And I say it like all audibly. <clears throat> so, so I'm just like, yeah, yeah I got to go to the other end. And I kind of look at the guy like, hey, I'm here. Like, I got to go to the other end. So, like, I start running around more fat dudes, like, <laughs> like just, you know, scrambling my way through. So I, I get to the end of the table where I start to go back down the other side and I see him raising his hand, judge, judge. And I'm just like, douchebag. He knows what I'm doing. I'm like, what a douchebag. So the judge comes over, you see him talking to him and I'm still pushing my way through fat dudes. Finally get there and I'm like, yeah, I was on the other side of the table. And the judge is like, yeah, well, it's zero and 10. So you have a game loss. What and the fuck? And I'm like, okay, whatever, I have a game loss. I'm like, I wasn't even going to play this round, whatever. So the guy's, like, looking at me like, okay, well, get started shuffling, like, giving me looks, you know? I'm just like, what a dick, you know? And I'm like, all right. So I shuffle it up. I look at my hand, and my hand is garbage, right? Hold on, hold on. This is Medina's first scumbag story. <laughs> So, so I look at my hand, it's garbage. And I'm like, oh, like game loss, my hand's garbage. This is not gonna I'm not gonna win this game. I'm like, you know what? I'm like, I know what I'm gonna do. So I just stare at the hand for like two minutes and I'm like, mm -hmm. 
<laughs> wow. I'm like, Scumbag. Oh. And the guy's like looking at me like, okay, like, you gonna keep it or not? And he's like, keeping? And I'm like, yeah, it's tough, man. I'm still trying to decide. And I'm just looking at it, and he's like, um, okay. And I'm just like, yeah, I think I'm gonna throw it back. And he's like, all right, like, get on with it. Like, like shuffle, like, throws his hands at me. Like, Come on, let's do this. And I'm like, okay, so I start pile shuffling. Like, pile shuffling. <laughs> oh, up. my God. Really slowly. <laughs> and, and so I pile shuffle out eight, and then I'm like, um, you know, draw my hand of six, and I'm looking at it, I'm like, ah, hmm. And I'm like, yeah, not going to get there. No, no. And I just start shaking my head, no. Not gonna get there. Uh, start shuffling. I start pile shuffling again. You know, <laughs> and this guy's like, he's like, oh. he's just like itching, like he's starting to tap the table and like, like just getting really impatient. I'm just like, all right, let's see what my five looks like. And I draw it, and like without even looking at like two of the cards, I put them on the table, and I'm just like, mm, I don't know, man. I gotta think about this. And so. <laughs> Like, he's looking at me like, are you kidding me? Like, you didn't even look at the cards. And I'm like, hmm. And I just, like, kept put my hand on them, you know, like, face down. And I'm just, like, scratching my head. And I'm like, yeah, I don't think I could do it, dude. Man, I just, I can't do it. And I throw them back and pile shuffle again, right? So I repeat this process until I go down three cards, okay? And the guy's like, are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? And I'm like, dude, what are you getting pissed about? I have to mulligan to three. <laughs> and, and he's like, dude, you're doing this on purpose. And I'm like, yeah, I'm going to mulligan my own hand on purpose at a GP. I'm like, come on, man. Like, and I just look at him like all disgusted. He's like, I can't believe this. I'm like, dude, I can't believe this. I'm at three cards. And I'm like, yeah, I'm going to have to throw this one back. So, <laughs> so, so I go down to one card. I'm playing, I'm playing a mono white stacks, right? So I go down to one card, it's an ancient tomb. And I'm just like, oh, I'll keep. Like, snap keep on the one card. I'm like, yep, I'll keep. And then he's like, like, he didn't even know, like, how to play magic at this point. He's just like, okay. Like, he looks at his hand and he's like, turn one wild nactyl. And I'm like, okay. I'm like, draw my card. Turn one, chalice for one. Go. Because I I drew a chalice and I had the... Yeah, the engine, yeah. And I'm like, for one, go. So he gets stuck, I draw. It's like a planes, play a planes. And then I'm like, oh man. Like, I'm like, I get hit with the Nactyl. He can't play anything because for one. And then I draw my next card. I'm like, oh, O-Ring. I'm like, O-Ring your Nactyl. Oh, sorry. So for those of us playing along at home, this is Chalice of the Void. Not Everflowing Chalice. Yeah, Chalice of the Void. So he can't play cards. I O-Ring his Nactyl. I'm like, in my head, I'm like, I think I'm going to win this game. <laughs> and then the next turn he drops Tarmogoyf and kills me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I was like, oh, well, that was fun while it lasted. So yeah, wow. I'm the one. It was awesome. I almost got there, too. Good story, though. Just the, <laughs> the whole scumbagginess of it. <laughs> oh, man. My friends always beg me to do it again. Because like, I told them the story before, and they're like, dude, do it, man. Mulligan to one. Come on. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, no. I, I like winning games of Magic. <laughs> Only when someone's a douche to you. Yeah, that guy was a real right. douche fan. So. I hope he enjoyed his win. If you're listening, anti shout out to you, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> so you had something else on this list here. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. 
World's draft, baby. Ooh, this is tough, man. We gotta, we gotta I, uh... get. How do we pick an order, guys? Well, I don't know. Shotgun. I mean, I suppose. I suppose. Yeah, right. So, John, KYT, Jay, and Scott. Yes. And I will randomize. Ready? Ready. Oh, I thought I was top. No. <laughs> Maybe. Four items in your lock here. Hold on. I will just give you. Dude, come on. This. We're not building a rocket, bro. Dun, dun, dun. I need to prove it, because otherwise you guys will just call me a douche. No. I'll so there you go. Fuck. So, but that means you get the wheel, though. So you're okay there, KYT. So mm, I'm pretty. There's uh, so it's Jay, me, John, and KYT, and then we will wheel back and uh, we'll pick. Do you just want to pick two, or you want to pick four? Because it doesn't serve the wheel if we just go three. Four, four sounds good. Yeah, Jay, are you? Uh, do you know enough magic players <laughs> to be able to pick four of them to potentially win worlds? Nope. So two it is then. What? Come <laughs> on, Jay. Jay, come we, on. What? I don't well, even know what we're doing. So here's what we're gonna do. So we're going to go through in the sequence as, we, as we've just indicated, and we're going to pick our favorites for who's going to place the highest in the individual portion of Worlds that's next week. So pick one player, and basically what we'll do at the end of it all is we'll, we'll list our, our picks, and then we'll add up how they placed, and then whoever has the lowest number overall will win. I have no idea what you're talking about. So just pick four pros is what you're saying. Yep. Yeah. Okay. But you're going to pick them one at a time. Oh, you okay. You can't duplicate. Sure. And you can't okay. pick one that someone else has already picked. Yeah. Oh. Jay? Go. Uh, LSV. Fuck! He's, he's banned. <laughs> he's banned. Uh, he's banned. <laughs> no, he's not banned. <laughs> Fuck you. Bad. I'm is always... Is this your show? Okay. So I'm fuck. gonna I'm gonna pull a Flores here, and I'm totally taking John Medina Finkel. Oh, Ooh. who apparently has been practicing his face off for this tournament because it's the last Worlds in the way that it is. So I think he's coming to fucking put a curb stomp on everyone. So I'm gonna pick John. Thanks, Mike, for the tip. John, um, I'm gonna go with Yuya Watanabe. Yuya Watanabe. Okay, KYT. Well, I'm happy to be able to get Owen Turnwald. Oh, my pick. that was my next pick. Damn. Yeah. Okay, and you also get the wheel. So uh, go ahead again. I'm, I'm going with the current, like the two top uh, performing players of the year. So uh, Owen Turnwald and Martin Juza. Juza's a good pick. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> Juza was my third. You bastard. Man, now I got to think about this. I wasn't supposed to think for another three picks. Um, Hurry up. Hey, don't rush me. I'll go with Kibler. Ooh. Oh, Kibler. Kibs. Okay. Um, I gotta pick PV. Fuck. <laughs> oh, you almost got both of them. <laughs> I know. The Wonder Duo. Jay? Oh, man. Who even is left? Is there, like, a list of yeah. pro so, players so somewhere? Far... Like, what the fuck? Like, I could pick Jerry, but... Ugh, I don't think I want what? to pick Jerry. What? Why not? Okay. Well, what, is, what pick is this? Eighth? I think this is a good... Why is why is Jerry going so late? You're yelling at me. Because he, he hasn't played a ben single Stark Pro Tour. Stark is in tied for third? What the fuck? Alright. I mean, I could pick Jerry. I guess I do pick Jerry. 
Just pick. Yeah. Well, you get two picks. Okay. Get okay. I pick Jerry for sure. Then. Oh, if I, oh for two <laughs> why picks. Does get, why does he yeah, get two and picks? Because it's right my now. show. Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> it wheels back. It wheels back. Okay, yeah. so I I pick Jerry and I pick. Oh man, there's nobody left. <laughs> there's so many players. Uh, I guess like David Achoa. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> he says it with a question mark. <laughs> like, okay. Why don't you pick your fa- one of your favorite A-team guests? Tom Martell, man. <laughs> is he playing? Oh, I think yeah, he's, he's playing. He's bad at magic, isn't he? <laughs> <laughs> Whatever, I made my draft pick. I already passed the pack. So you yeah. picked Jerry and Ochoa? Yeah, okay. I can't go backwards. Uh, yeah. Oh, man. Um, God, it's up. You know what? I'm going to go with... Uh, because I believe in his deck, so I'm gonna pick Yus. I'm gonna pick Sh- uh, Shadow Yasuka because he's the Tezzeret man. So I'm gonna I'm gonna have the vanity pick in that one, and I'm gonna go with Yasuka. Nice wasted pick. Eat my ass, <laughs> John. I'm gonna go with Chapin. Yeah, that's good, my boy. P-Y-T? Two. How many of these are we picking? This is just four. We're almost done. You have one more after this. Um. Yeah, I'm just gonna pick the best guy on the board, Ben Stark, and my yeah. my boy Alex Hayne. <laughs> nice. There's your vanity pick, John. All right, so I get my last one, right? Yeah. Uh, Raphael Levy. Nice. Okay. I'm gonna go with uh, Neiman. Nobody's picking Brad Nelson. No comment. Jay, no you comment. get last pick, man. I'm going to go you with my still... boy, Paul Paul Rietzel. What? Fucking nice, Rietzel. Big, big Boros. Oh, I man, there's, gonna... you, there's humans, dude. Humans. <laughs> humans. Thought you were going to get a lot of value by getting uh, stealing Brad Nelson from us, Jay. <laughs> That's right. No, I'm yeah. not an idiot. I was trying to trick you into that pick. <laughs> all right. So here we go. Copying it into the window so that we can all see it. All right, let's see. There it is. I like my picks. Yeah, yeah, you're doing fine with Shuhei there for sure. Shuhei. Oh no, sorry, no, uh, uh, Yuya, Yuya Watanabe. Yeah, I like Shuhei too, but you know, yeah, not right now. I think uh, I think KYT's got a nice spread. Yeah. I like the I like the Owen Juza move. That was strong. Yeah. And now I got I have to go for my homeboy. <laughs> and you got Stark in there. That's. Uh, from uh, from Stark Enterprises. <laughs> yeah, I, yeah I, th- I think we've all got some pretty good picks here. Yeah. I think they're fine. Jay's team, like, he's just funny in how he picked them. Uh... <laughs> Man. Ochoa? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he's like, horchata? <laughs> yeah, I think that'll be, I think it's gonna be sick. I agree. And usually, yeah. usually because it's, like, across multiple formats, like, the top eight is usually fucking strong, so. <laughs> yeah, so it'll be good. All right. Man, if Finkel actually does well, that'd be pretty... Dude, I'm, like, honestly, if, if you listen to the top eight Magic podcast this week that just came out, the Subway cast, like, Flores is scared. Is he probably because <laughs> it's the last Worlds? Is that... Uh, it must be. But, like, uh, maybe he's just, like, realizing like, a it's the last world and he's gonna fight you know to retain his championship because like basically this is gonna be the last world champion right so maybe it's part of that but like 
he's apparently been practicing all formats. Like modern. He's asking Flores, he's like, so send me all of your recent standard lists. And like and so that's what so he's relaying a story to to uh BDM. He's like, Yeah, John said send me and yeah, I open up my inbox and there's this email and it's like send me all of your recent standard lists and he goes when was the last time that happened? <laughs> you know? So, yeah, I don't know. Like, I mean, Finkel's terrifying and limited, right? Like, he's just a fucking animal. Um, and I think that uh, if he's actually putting himself into the constructed game and doing as much work as, as Flores says, and I mean, I don't know, man. That's tough. He's a fan And then we've got PV, too, so I'm good. I'm happy on that one. <laughs> I don't know, man. I don't know. Like, I was in, I was around for the Finkel era, you know? Yeah. So, I know that he's, like, ridiculously good, but I, I wonder if, like, as you get older, you lose your edge, you know? I just wonder. I'd love for him to, uh, to destroy it, because then that means I could actually be good at magic. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's gonna be good. It's gonna be exciting. I'm I'm pretty I'm pretty stoked now to to pay attention and see what's going on. <laughs> I I think I think I should clarify that. I meant age wise. I didn't mean like, you know, if Finkel could be good, I could be good at magic. That's not what I meant. <laughs> <laughs> I, you know how like when boxers get old and it's just like, deflection. And, and you're too old to fight. You know, it's they like still fight. <laughs> they like... fight, but they they always lose and they embarrass themselves, right? So, yeah. like, I'm talking about, like, sometimes I wonder if there's an age limit for magic. Like, I'm wondering, like, if you get past a certain age, if you just actually can't beat these, like, 20-year-olds, you know? Mm-hmm. So you so, need, like, an old guy to, like... <laughs> yeah. How old is Finkel? I don't like, know, 30? He's, he's not 20. No, I think he's uh, he's mid to late 30s. Yeah, see? I like that. Yeah. <laughs> well, you turn 30 next week, don't you? Yeah, I do. I do. I'm freaking old. Oof. Oof. <laughs> Screw you guys. Ochoa? <laughs> Ochoa? Ochoa? Oh, that's awesome. Oh, man. That's how he looks, though. Every time you look at his face, he looks like he's asking a question. <laughs> In all the pictures I've seen, he's always like, huh? <laughs> That's why I said it that way. <laughs> there you have it. Jay knew what he was doing. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Are you ready for this, John? Yeah. Oh my God, we got another spoiler on the the one. Another episode of the Magic Show just went up. Okay, hold on. Don't look. Don't look. Don't look. Don't look. Don't look. Ochoa. Ochoa. <laughs> so they just posted another spoiler. It's an uncommon. It is a potential legacy staple. Uh, with new artwork that's sick as shit. Let me see. Wait, didn't we already know about this? You know, no. I love it when not like, this one. I love it when websites post articles at midnight. Unlike certain websites, like I'm not going to say their name, but like I've been waiting for the latest Crazy Talk episode, and you know <laughs> it's midnight and I don't see anything on this. Um, I don't know, man. Hmm. Who, who are these guys? Uh, I'm just going to say their name starts with an M. And ends with an Anna deprived. <laughs> I've never heard of them. They're they're depriving me. That's what they're doing. They're depriving me of their content. Whoa! What the hell's going on with this photo, man? 
I love the art. I know! Oh. Wow. I'm pumped. Bang! Cabal therapy pitches! Boom! Wow, that's from the that's from the uh that reanimator deck. The graveborn graveborn spoiler. So like how good is that deck gonna be? Like totally worth the money for that, right? Yeah, that's completely worth the money. I mean you get yeah. an entomb and a cabal therapy. Yeah. Plus you're gonna get likely reanimate uh exhum. You know, how many of these are going to have, like, new art? It's going to be sick. Yeah, if you get Exhum, that's sick, because they don't make foil Exhums. Yeah, exactly. I wonder if you get Animate Dead. You do get Animate Dead. They've uh, they've previewed that one already. Wow. Yeah. I didn't buy a bunch of these. The text on it is hilarious. I can actually, if you, I'll, I'll actually just link you instead of making you download the picture. Yeah, that's much better. I already have all the stuff in foil, except for the stuff that can't be foiled. Like this. Animate Dead. They said apparently if they printed it in German, if they released this product in German, they couldn't fit the rules text on the card. Holy shit. Yeah, this rules text is pretty epic. Wow, I want this card. So for those of you at home, Cartef and Champion Subtechora. You can buy them yeah. for three ninety nine. Yeah, but why not just fucking buy the like why would this I... is one of those things. You, you can just... buy them like he's just blown away. You can yeah. buy them. You it's a pre order. It doesn't ship until the eighteenth. I don't care, I'm just gonna buy like four of these. Why would I just not just buy four of these? Well, because you don't know what else is in the deck yet. I don't care. I just want to animate deads and exhumes. Yeah. Oh right. But how much does that cost you? The exhumes are gonna cost you Oh, the exhumes aren't even up yet, so we don't know. Yeah, but they're probably going to be like three bucks. Cabal yeah. therapy's at five. I don't care about cabals. I already have those in foil. Yeah, but that artwork is sick. The other stuff is so much pipper than that, dude. The, the torment foil cabals are way pimper than this. Well, judgment. Is it torment or judgment? Torment, I think. I like this one. I like the art on this better. The art is okay. It's amazing. No, okay, I won't go that far. But it's pretty sick. <laughs> KYT is dying to get this. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I, I listen. I think it's it's a good. It's gonna be a good buy. Like I love you, a John. lot of these, a lot of these have been sort of fringe. You know, like oh, I don't know if it's worth the money. You know, you wait till they go on discount and you you buy them on clearance, like that sort of thing. I think this is gonna be worth every fucking dollar yeah, that they put into it. They, I agree. It's pretty sick, and it's supposed to be all five colors. I like that the Corrosis Perjure art. That thing is sick. Yeah, and it's it's a madass commander too. Yeah, I know. So it's pretty sick. Anyways, I'm I'm excited. Yeah, I'm pretty <laughs> pumped. I didn't know they had anime dead there. Oh my gosh. Yeah, man. Sick. So, John, I guess real quick, I guess, and and I'm wondering, I need to uh, to reorganize my collection. Me too. Okay. I really badly need to do that. And I'm just wondering if it's something that, uh, you know, you would have a, a wide amount of experience in. I do. What What is going on with your collection? Like, how do you have it organized now? So as it stands right now, I've got, like, I've got my common and uncommons separated by color. And I've got, like, the big 5,000 runs, mm-hmm. right? And so I've got certain sets in certain boxes. Yeah. Okay. Um, so 
and again, so all the uncommons are at the front, all the commons kind of run through the back. I try to keep all the sets together. Um, you know, I'm not necessarily in a position where I need to go through and, you know, sort, put them all alphabetically sorted by whatever. Like, I know it makes life easier, but, you know, as far as those go, I'm not, not overly concerned about it. I, I do organize the, I try to put all the uncommons together of same type, but not necessarily in alphabetical order or anything. But um, what I'm really interested in is what I'm going to do with all my rares and stuff, because I traditionally have had a one binder for revised, one binder for, or sorry, for revised. Wow, it's late. Uh, one binder for like legacy and commander staples. I've got one binder for like extended and modern. And then I've got one binder for, you know, current standard. And I just generally like put all of my rares in my binders, right? Mm -hmm. And that's just how I've traditionally done it. But I find that, you know, the binders start to get big and then they become a pain in the ass when rotation happens. And it's just like, there's got to be a better way to do it. Yeah. So, like, the most important thing that I can say is you should go through your collection, find the things that you're going to play with, okay? And make binders or boxes of what you're going to play with. So, like, for instance, for me, I have a. Two binders, one's uncommons and commons, and one's rares. And in those binders, I have everything that I think I would ever play with. Okay? So I have like a set of Quirion Dryads in case I ever want to play like Vintage Grow or something like that. You know, I have a play set of Cough in case I just want to play Mono Red or something. You know what I mean? I have a play set of like Lightning Bolts, a play set of, you know, stuff like that. And then, like, the rest of the stuff, I think you should, for the commons, uncommons, you should just sell that stuff. You can get uh, basically, like, $4, for 1000 Uh You should take out any uncommons that you can actually trade, like Ghost Quarter, Cabal Therapy, you know, uh, Corrosion Grip, uh, Dismember, those kind of things. You put those in your trade binder, and the rest of that stuff, you just sell. And same thing with the rares, man. Go through, take all those bulk rares out of your binders. All those rares, if you're going to play with them, put the set aside. Like, I have a set of uh, Sadistic Sacraments that's put aside, right? I have a set of, um, you know, uh, that white enchantment that uh, the that makes angel tokens. What's it called? Um, Luminarch Ascension? Yeah, I have a set of Luminarch Ascension, in case that's good in modern. Like, I have a set of these things put aside. And then the rest of that stuff, just sell it. I mean, bulk it. Get it out of there. And keep the stuff that is, tr like, highly tradable or, like, that is not bulk in a trade binder. And I would divide the trade binder between, like, standard, uh, other formats, and then foils, un foils and, like, foreign and that kind of stuff. So I'd have three sections, like, standard, non-standard, and foils and foreign. Like that's what I would do, and I would do a lot of purging. This pack rat stuff is not is not good for you. Just just purge it, man. There's no reason yeah. to have all that extra stuff. Like I was the same way, where like I wanted a copy of everything, and just in case I wanted to dig through these things, dude, digging through boxes for for cards is just a pain in the ass. Like just get the stuff you're gonna play. Dig through the boxes once, go through there and get everything you would play, and then take the rest of that stuff and and ship it. Like, that's what I would do. Okay. I, I mean, the, the, the fear is that someday you're going to need something, right, that was in those boxes. Yeah. But if that's the case, you just go buy it at the, at the card store with the store credit you've been winning, 
and you just like what do you need you know like four fiend hunters like just buy them like it's gonna be two bucks you know yeah it's it's so much it's so much easier on your life than uh than trying to dig through boxes of stuff for or maintain such a big collection the value that you get from maintaining such a big collection is so much smaller than the i guess the freeness you get from shipping it like if I if I wasn't gonna open my own like online card store, I would have shipped all this stuff a long time ago. Yeah. But the only reason I have it is because I want to open a, an online card store. Hmm. All right. So the whole uh, binder and then penny sleeves, bulk box, like all of that school is passe at this point, or what? No, I still use that. But what I would do is I'd separate the binder in three three parts. Mm-hmm. A standard, a um, non-standard, and foils. And then uh, for the standard, non-standard, I put the um, put one in the binder, and the rest in the penny sleeve in the box. Yeah. And then like you're talking about carrying around a bulk box that in case people want to dig through for EDH or something, like I would just get get rid of the bulk box. Yeah. No, I don't carry. No, no, no. So like I've got bulk boxes like at my house. Yeah. So I just take my binders around, but like, that's still a lot. Is there bulk in your binders? Yeah. Take the bulk out of your binders. Yeah, but then it's how you organize it and put it in. So, so that's so. What you've given me is is good. I need to basically purge a bunch of shit. Yeah, and purge, from there. man. Purging is good. Yeah. Purging will keep you sane. Well, then that's what I'll do. I guess. Seems good. Okay. I just need to find a store that uh, you know in Canada that I can sell all the stuff to. So, if anybody wants to buy a bunch of stuff, uh, hit me up on Twitter. And uh, if you're like a store in Canada or whatever, <clears throat> and you want some common and uncommon inventory, hit me up. Talk you know to Sal, fast, fast. That's right. <laughs> Sal's got more stuff than I think he knows what to do with. Dude, Sal needs to buy that stuff, man. Sal needs to buy it all. Chicka chicka. So, uh, shout-outs? Sounds good. John? Oh, man. All right. Um, I want to give a shout-out to you guys for letting me on the cast to talk about some standard, because I've been dying to talk about standard. (laughs) (laughs) It'll never get old. (laughs) And um, shout-out to the uh, Low Cut Club. Uh, You guys know who you are. Whoa! Um, way to come to our magic tournaments and distract the guys and win games because of it, using your assets for the good um, <laughs> of your of your own purposes. Um, shout out to shout out to my trolls in my articles. Um, appreciate you guys coming back week after week. Could you and, read a choice comment from there? Uh. I just, there's this one guy, uh, let me see what his name is. Um, he said, is this premium? And, and why is this premium? And he was like making a big fit about it. Um, okay. So his name is, uh, car young Tom. (laughs) Sounds like some kind of Asian guy or something. Uh, There's like 11 likes to that comment. (laughs) It sounds fake. He sounded Asian. (laughs) He was speaking some weird language. It sounded like it was Asian. (laughs) And shout out to anyone who gets that reference. 
All right. Cable so guy nobody. for the win. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. I'm done. <laughs> KOT, rebuttal? No rebuttal. <laughs> no, no rebuttals. <laughs> it was pretty awesome to to post that comment and then have like Ari Lax like it <laughs> or something like um, but uh, me and Alex made sure Ari who? Who's that guy? <laughs> Some SCG writer I don't um, know that guy <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah me and Alex kept putting made sure to put see you next week at the end of our <laughs> trolls <laughs> people like that part <laughs> oh man i think that's my new my new like uh anthem just like see you next week <laughs> anyone else john no no i'm done man I, I mean shout out to you guys shout out to low cut club and uh shout out to my trolls shout out to alex man get there man stop messing around <laughs> okay i guess i'll go next um thanks john you're always great um i always have a great time when you podcast with me on regardless of what show it is. Um, uh, you mentioned Alex. I really hope he gets there or, or does well or, you know, competes and uh, has a chance after the first portion or the first day. Um, really rooting for all the Canadians, but definitely uh, Alex because uh, I'm, ext- I'm very good friends with him. Um, Shouts to all our true fans uh, that we get comments from like even even the bad comments are usually from people who have been listening all along and will tell us what they don't like if there's too much edh or whatever and then the next episode they'll tell us that oh it was great this time around so those people that constantly stick around and give uh constructive comments because they care then a uh, huge plus to you guys off the top of my head there's fabulous or um some other guy whose name starts with oats or something. Those two guys com- <laughs> comments on our, like every episode, whether it's good or bad. And, you know, thank you guys so much. Fabulous. Fabulous. One, fabulous. Underscore one on Twitter is, uh, is Fabio actually. And, uh, I met him at, uh, at champs just this past, uh, just this, these, this, this past champs. And you see a big support of the show. So big shout out to that guy. Yeah. Thanks for listening. So, like, it, like you guys can, as long as you're honest with us, I mean, we read the bad stuff and the good stuff, and even the bad stuff, as long as it's coming from people like you guys, you know, we're going to take it in and, you know, take it into consideration. So, I'm done. Like, keep listening. I hope you guys keep listening, and, and that's it for me. All right. Uh, do you want to go next, Jay, or sure. do you want to go last? Sure. I don't okay. Care. I don't care. Uh, shout out to anybody Blue playing my Blue Black. Black. Yep, shout out to Blue Black Control. <laughs> shout out to anybody playing against me this week uh, at FNM when I play Blue Black Control. I'm sorry that you didn't win, but, um, you know, it's just the best deck ever, so you should just probably play it. Shout out to anybody playing my list. That's pretty cool. People are asking for it. I mean, it's not really mine. I just, I'm sure somebody else already thought of it or something like that. Um, shout out to David Ochoa. <laughs> <laughs> That was good. Um, I have to I have to give a special shout out to a Twitter follower named Zakir. So I had a really really bad migraine today. Um, so much so that I was actually just probably driving impaired and had to like sit with my car door open a bunch so that I wouldn't like puke all over my car and like literally was gonna die. Like I thought for sure. 
And there was roofers, there was roofers at my house. Um, so that was nice. And I made, you know, an offhand comment that like, I felt like I was going to die or I'm going to have a stroke. And this is a cure guy sent a couple of tweets that are pretty awesome, uh, for the A team. So he said, I actually did get a migraine and then had a stroke. Trust me. It's not fun. Take an aspirin just in case. Long story short, but during my recovery recovery and rehab after, I got back into magic and listened to you guys on the podcast, which helped a ton. Thanks very much. And then he also tweeted that I should help him try to beat the blue-black counter decks, which I'll never do. Never! But um, <laughs> just a big shout-out to that guy for, I don't know. I think uh, Zakir. Is like that... Li- living? I don't know. Is that Joshua? Do you, do I don't you know. know. It just his Twitter name is Zakir. Let's, uh, let's see. User. Zakir. View profile. Hey, run Joshua Lemish. Oh yeah, he's the guy we mentioned uh uh many episodes ago. And I, yeah. I got a chance to met, meet him. He actually uh lives here. So he's a really yeah, chill guy. Yeah, so I had to give a big shout out to him because mm-hmm. you know, that's pretty heavy duty, so um who else? Let's give a shout out to Tangent. Tangent <laughs> You've been having some problems, some personal problems lately, so I hope that you get through those. Um, and also, shout out to Bill Adamson, who recently... To Serial. Yeah, who recently... I don't know how much of this I can say on the air. I'm sure he won't care, because he said it on public forum on Twitter. But who recently got back together with his wife, who he was going to actually get divorced from. I don't oh, know. Any of the, I don't know any of the details or anything, but fuck, man, love can keep us together. Spread oh, your wings, fly, B. Makes me awesome. want to sing that song, dude. Yeah, I was actually really yeah. happy for him. Like, he's a really good guy. Uh, like, out of the blue, he knows that the Penguins are my favorite hockey team, and he his dad got him tickets to the Winter Classic last year. And so, what did this guy do? He just bought me shit and sent it to me. Wow. Like he bought me like a Penguins toque and was like, "Here, man, like." It's not much, but I hope that you like it. And I was like, like it? I've already used it as a cum rag. Like, <laughs> like it's amazing. I love it. Yeah, so, yeah, so he's just, like a, he's just like a really awesome guy, and he had a bad year, too. And it looks like everything's just kind of turning around for Bill. And so I just got to give a big shout-out for Bill and his wife, who also does altars that look really awesome. Cool. Yeah. And fuck, no shout-outs for John Medina. You just did, bro. You just did. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so uh, I guess I need to start with a shout-out to Sam Stodd. Oh, yeah, big show. Big show. Uh, he is uh, joining the SCG live crew, so that's pretty sick. Really? That's cool. Yeah, so it's. I think it's It's going to be really awesome to see. I think apparently his first, uh, his first one is with uh, Jacob Van Lunen, which is awesome. And he did a really good job of uh, hanging out with Patrick Chapin uh, last week in Vegas, so that was pretty sweet. So uh, I think uh, that's that's coming up soon in February, I think, and then down in Texas, at Dallas or whatever. And then I think he's got, uh, as well, he's doing, like, Baltimore with Joey and Jacob Van Lunen or something. So it's going to be, like, fucking big one. It's going to be pretty sweet. So who knows? Maybe I'll make it out for that one in March. Maybe. We'll see. For which one? Which one? Maybe Baltimore. Oh man, I never go to Baltimore. I know that's well. That's where I, cause that's the boys live there, right? So yeah. it's all good. 
Anyways, uh, shout out to Lord Frieson on Twitter. Frieson in our comment section. Uh, he spent some time with me on uh, Friday this week, um, testing some uh, cockatrice builds and shit. So it was pretty sick. So shout out to you. Um, shout out to Carlos, who was on our uh, on our show last week. He did a really good job of. Uh, he's helping me out with some of my commander lists, and no one else has stepped up to say, "Yeah, send them to me, and I'll give you feedback." So. Screw you guys that haven't stepped up. Um, yeah. You know where I am if you change your mind. Suck it, everyone. Suck it. And John for being on the show. Yes. 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 <laughs> and I'd like to shout out to absolutely everybody that has been, that has offered to help me with my move, or that by this time, by the time this goes up, helped me with my move. Um... I'll give proper shout-outs next week after I take proper tally of who actually shows up tomorrow. Um, but you guys are awesome. Much love and respect, and please don't hate me afterwards. <laughs> My beautiful wife for not leaving me during this move, period. <laughs> And uh, my wonderful daughter, who is apparently addicted to <laughs> Brian Kibler's uh, match <laughs> moto videos. I thought you were going to say addicted to Brian Kibler. <laughs> yeah, not yet. She's not old enough to understand that yet. The Dragon time. Slayer, yeah. Give her time. <laughs> yeah. No, she. Uh, it's funny. I posted a picture on Twitter. Like She'll sit in her little bumbo chair, and, and I'll be all like wailing around and squirmy, and I'll put on... Uh, Kibler's moto videos and she just stops and she's completely captivated and just watches it. So, shout out to you, Kibs. Thanks. <laughs> hey, did you put on the one where he, uh... Is everyone still there? Yeah. yeah. Yep. <laughs> well, I, I thought I lost you guys. <laughs> did you put on the one where he sees the organized play changes? Did you see that one? No, I haven't. No, it was the one before that. Oh, man. He's, he's like, playing, he's playing his match or whatever on his oh, video. Wow, he... Wow. He, yeah, it's round four, like round four, match one or something. Yeah, like round four, game one, and he's like, he's like, yeah, so I think we're going to keep this, and he's like, uh, hmm, I'm a little, uh, I'm a little, a uh, little bit uh, not paying attention here. I'm just <laughs> reading that they're, uh, I don't know what we're going to do next year for the Pro Tour. Uh, <laughs> wow. He's like, well, I, and then he like, he's like, anyways, back to the game. Uh, I think I kept a terrible hand because I was totally distracted. And he's like, because I really don't know how, where I'm flying next year or how I'm going to make money. Or, and he's just like going on and on. I'm just like, this is the best. <laughs> wow. Um, yeah, watch this that. Mexican restaurant's legit. <laughs> Yeah, you should watch it. <laughs> That's good, Jay. I would totally uh, eat there, and I would 100% go to the bathroom and use the facilities <laughs> without needing to worry about my personal hygiene or health oh, yeah. afterwards. Oh, yeah. Um, so, uh, final shout-out to uh, my world's team. John Finkel, <laughs> PV, Yusuka, Neiman, tear it up, boys. Oh, yeah, I gotta give a big shout-out to David Ochoa and LSV. Because, you know, you're the number one... You're banned. You're so good that you're banned, but not on our show, buddy. You can come back anytime. We'll give you the, we'll give you the handicap pick. Oh, man. Are you saying that LSV is handicapped? No, I'm saying I mean, that like his anybody in a world's pretty, draft... No, no, what I'm saying is that... There, and, and, he's not retarded. No, in a world's draft... You give LSV to the handicapped drafter. <laughs> oh, he says you're handicapped. Because he's, he's, he's like a lock every hey, time. Hey, are you guys implying that handicap means something negative? Whoa. Because we better you go guys back should really watch your soon. mouth, you know? We better go back an episode <laughs> or two.
Let's see. If I go to dictionary.com and I type in the word <laughs> handicapped, there's going to be a picture of Jay. It says winning the winning the draft with LSV. <laughs> so and you guys with sad faces. So what I'm using the the terminology when I say that the handicapped drafter. So I'm not referring to uh, definition one, which is physically or mentally disabled. I'm referring to number two, which is of a contestant marked by being under or having a handicap. <laughs> handicap. So stick one? that in your PC pipes and smoke it. What was the first one? Um, physically or mentally disabled. Hey, leave Jay out of this. Yeah. Oh, oh my god. Bazinga! <laughs> Uh, All right, handicaps. How does a golf handicap work? Uh, really? We're gonna go through this on this podcast Dude, at this time? No, we like can just make that the last. We can just make that the last thing on the podcast, and then our our commenters could tell me how to how it works. <laughs> okay, great. Somebody tell Jay how golf handicaps work. <laughs> oh, God. Right. and somebody tell these guys at the A team that we need more Medina here. <laughs> yeah, can, can somebody please tell us that because we haven't heard that before. Dude, they've been saying it like left and right, bro. <laughs> okay, well I'll tell you what, John. Do you read the comments? If, listen, listen. Why don't you? Why don't? Why don't in your in your article this week that you post about foil pimping? Not gonna happen, dude. And at the end of it, you can say, by the way, if you want more Medina, tell them on tell them on the eighteen. It's fine. That's all he needs to do. God is yeah. so sly. He's so sly, man. He just wants to get that article shout out. That's what he's. That's going all he needs to do. Yeah, yeah, that'd be nice. Yeah, catch, maybe... catch me. Tell you what. Catch me on. All you have to do is catch me on the 18th this week, and then now they'll listen to the podcast and be like, "If you came here because John told you to come here from the article, make sure you tell us that in the comments on Mana Deprived, and tell them you want more media. And then maybe we'll put him on there if he does some work like that. But if he doesn't. Welcome. <laughs> it's not that tough, man. It's not that tough. Dude, I am I'm being defiant. And I'm gonna purposely not I'm gonna plug right. I'm gonna plug some other podcast. Shout out All to right. public enemies. <laughs> <laughs> shout out to public enemies. So uh yeah, shout out to, to Jeebus, man. You uh don't give that guy a shout out, he's a Well thief. no, because you know what? It looks like he kind of like tried to get last minute in on uh, Trick's job, and uh, Trick like stone cold walled him there, and it was what? What happened? Real... Yeah, it's on Twitter. Go back and check your feed. What he tried? Like he wanted to replace too. Trick on on Gatherer. I mean, Gathering Magic. Gathering yeah, he was Magic. Pl- yeah, and he wanted he, to and, apply for Trick's job. And sexual chocolate but was he, just like mm, yeah. But nope. he, well, let's just say that no, sir. No sir. No, he didn't no sir. Wait, quick shout no, out. It was... Let me let me shout out Trick. All right, yeah. I forgot. Yeah, dude, you can't forget about that Trick. Big shout out to you, man. Uh, I know all of us are proud of you for uh, making it to the motherland, and uh, I think you worked hard and you deserved it. So thumbs up. Damn there. right. Damn right. We wouldn't have a community as it is today without Trick Jarrett. So like, bow down to that guy. Trick Jarrett's the man. He started being magic writing. Yeah. Much love. Fuck. Yep. Well, then I'm not showing him out. That's that's awful. <laughs> <laughs> Man, I made you, Boosh. Shut up. 
right. Yeah, and 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 also to Gavin, you know, like just just shout out to all of our, you know, folks that have made it to the to Watsi to the Promised Land, you know, like Billy and and Gavin and yeah, good, stuff. good old homeless tech and Gavin. God, I miss homeless tech. <laughs> we should have named the cast then. Yeah. So we're not. Uh, so we may or may not be organizing a reunion with Billy Moreno on our podcast. Mm-hmm. So stay tuned. All right. Good. Bye. Good night, everyone. Choa. Choa. <laughs> <laughs>